Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now live from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports, bringing you all the sports talk you can handle every Tuesday night at 8 Central on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. And welcome in to another edition of WKBL Sports with Adam and Chad broadcasting Live from the 51 Radio Studios, our home sweet home. There are a couple of ways you can contact us here on the show, and we do want to hear from you all during the show. Adam will tell you how to do that. All right, check us out on Facebook.com, WKBL Sports, and on Twitter, at WKBL Sports. Also, after the show, the podcast will be available on iHeartRadio and on our website, WKBL1250.com. Also, if you want to send us an email, it's sports at WKBL1250.com. And as always, if you want to call, it's 901-475-9355. Thank you, Adam. Well, we have a lot to talk about today. Tiger basketball just ending a little bit ago in a close one with the number eight team in the country. Then we've got... uh, of course, a new women's bantamweight champion, Holly Holm, in the UFC. Talk a little NFL football also tightens back to their normal ways. And uh, uh, we'll talk college football right playoff rankings as soon as we get them. We'll talk about those also. Grizzlies, Memphis football losing to Houston in a heartbreaker over the weekend. And as always, we'll do our college football pick them. But we're going to start it all off with our weekly sports update. We call it the Rundown. If I've got the... Here we go. The Rundown. <laughs> well, it's just a mess today. All right. The Rundown. It's brought to you by Wells Kitchen. Wells Kitchen and Brighton's place to go for down-home cooking. Famous for fried chicken, baked potatoes, and all kinds of other stuff. they got an awesome fried pork chop as well. Uh, Wells has all the country favorites, just like Mom used to make. Get your green... I had... The other day, I had uh, some mashed potatoes with English I like to put English peas in my mashed potatoes I know a lot of people don't like to do that but I, I like I know it sounds weird but it's really good I like to put my English peas so I, I did that I, I had that while I was there and uh, I mean just excellent golly it's always excellent food at Wells Kitchen in high school football last Friday the last team in the area remaining Covington went down to Milan 23-21 in a heartbreaker ending the Chargers season the Chargers came from down two scores to get within two with a little over a minute left but the Bulldogs were able to hold on for the win in the UFC, undefeated women's bantamweight champ went down by knockout to Holly Holm. Holm was able to score a head kick about a minute into the second round for the KO after having dominated Rousey physically in the first round. And that's the rundown. Oh, uh, and sorry, Tigers, uh, Tiger basketball loss. I meant to bring that 84, up. 84-78. 84-78 to number eight, Oklahoma. It looked pretty good. Dedrick Lawson had a double-double uh, almost by halftime and uh, looked very good, but he did miss three free throws in a row on a three-shot uh uh, 
free throw attempt uh, it, there at the end. It probably wouldn't have made a difference, but it was still disappointing to see that. And uh, then the Memphis Tigers football team, of course, losing by one point to Houston over the weekend after a missed field goal by Jake Elliott. wasn't really his fault. Uh, they could have got him a good bit closer, and they did not. But uh, nonetheless, that puts them completely out of the running, no matter what happens, for the uh, American Championship. The and Navy, the winner of the Navy Houston game, will go to the American Championship game. That is the rundown. It's brought to you by Wells Kitchen. Good food for good folks. <sighs> Adam, I am uh, just trying to get caught up over here, man. And I, I've got so many papers around here, I can't find the ones I'm looking for. But uh, one, uh, I did want to bring up the fight over the weekend you saw the fight uh and uh so holly holm is the new women's bantamweight champion in the ufc well tell us what you saw about that 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 fight was pure domination from beginning to end i mean most people and the other times they say oh now it gets ronda rousey no it was right from the get literally from the time they didn't touch gloves normally i'd say touch gloves but since ronda rousey decided she didn't want to touch gloves and walked away and home handled it very well she uh very classy person you know classy fighter just kind of looked at it like okay and just went on about it never you know did anything disrespectful and kind of showed it in her performance because literally from the first two seconds that she hit rousey straight in the nose like right in the face and then took it to elbow to her head and after that it was that was it every time she hit her it was a left and right left right she she looked like a it looked the best i can describe it was like muhammad ali versus mike tyson like, you knew Mike Tyson had to get that one good lick on you. It's kind of like it was in Ronda Rousey. She had to get that arm bar on you. Yeah. And you could tell how this girl fights like a dude. Like she does. Like she <laughs> yeah. swings like a dude. She's built. I mean, There's, she is strong. That is the truth. No, that is the absolute. You could tell by absolutely. Her. She's very, very strong. And you could tell when she got a hold of a good lick on Rousey, it was going to be over. And there was, I, I'll give Rousey credit, though. She took some hard licks to the face that I thought for sure would take her. It showed how tough she really is. But every time she tried to armbar Holmes and get it, you know, you could tell she was trying to finish that fight. She'd come at her, and Holmes would just back out of the way. There was one, I'll never forget, and this is probably one I'm sure you've seen yeah. in the thing, where Rousey, you could tell, was visibly aggravated and just trying to end the fight. And she jumped at her, lunged at her with all her entire body weight, and Holmes just dodged her, and she almost smacked yeah. the fence. Yeah, and she I went was down like, to one oh. knee. Yeah. And then Bruce, Holmes uh, could have finished her off, <laughs> but she didn't. She kind of looked at her like, giving her that, come on, get on Right, up. yeah. You know, and I was like, wow. Yeah. And then after that, it wasn't 30 seconds later, well, she got, that was one of the most brutal knockouts I've ever seen in the, in the female side. I've seen some bad ones in men's, but it just and Holmes was so smooth and collected now she did show genuine concern right, when they couldn't right, get yeah. uh, Rousey to come to so it showed the class you know she didn't just jump around acting whereas Rousey we know is not you know would have done it you know wouldn't have been the same way and wouldn't have repaid the favor but even afterwards she even hugged Rousey and kind of you know you could tell she was like telling her now she might have said something nasty to her but it didn't look that way <laughs> yeah but, no I, I, yeah. I don't think so uh, uh, but uh, Bruce, would, Bruce Buffer had the call when they crowned her the new champion ladies and gentlemen referee Herb Dean has called a stop to this contest at 59 seconds of round number two declaring the winner by
by the way, you hear that crowd, right? And this is the largest crowd that uh, had they've ever stadium, had because yeah. it was at a football stadium in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the largest crowd they've ever had for a UFC event. And, uh, uh, and of course, Rousey loses uh, the championship in that, uh, you know, in the biggest fight that maybe the UFC's had. Oh, yeah. To this and that point. was a bad way to lose on that big of a stage. What I can tell you to get is. knocked out like that. And she, she can legitimately say she put her in the hospital. Like she, I'm not well, sure she's even out yet. Word came out, yeah, she's out. Is but she word out came out today that uh, that Ronda Rousey has been put on a 60 day uh, medical suspension, and that if she does not pass a CT scan, that she will be put on a 180 day yeah. medical suspension. So uh, she was not was out. A, out. I mean, it was a lick. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was. And one of the things where, like I said, it was one of the most brutal ones, but it was a clean knockout. It wasn't a messy, sloppy. I mean, it was, she literally kicked her in the jugular. Like, that's where she hit her. She hit her well, in the yeah, side right of the head. where you would. Yeah. To, to, yeah. I mean, and like, you know, I, like, they always place it perfectly in karate movies. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what, she, that's it was what the perfect happened. lick. Yeah. And this girl bounced off the canvas. Like, it wasn't like a, you know. Oh, I know. I, I thought it was sad that the referee didn't step in at that yeah, point. Yeah, because she punched her two more times while she clear. was down. It was clear she was out yeah. before she hit the canvas. Oh, and, yeah. and even in real time, and I know sometimes it's hard to catch in real time. Oh, you no, go she back, went down You so go back hard. in slow motion, you say, yeah. oh, you can sit, but no, if, in real time, you could see she was out. If that was, the was kick didn't do it, the hit to the canvas did. Because, yeah. I mean, she was out. And then, of course, it's natural for them to jump down on because I guess her movement, not, but, and she hit her twice, but she hit her hard twice on the ground too so i mean she had blood coming out of her mouth it was that it was pretty graphic but it's one of those things where hey that's part of the fight and you could see the the crowd the shock and awe, like it was shock and then there are people cheering like yeah this might be rousey but you know uh, joe rogan talked with holly Holm in the ring after the win or octagon excuse me the win and she went on to talk about the preparation and everything but uh, once again in front of the biggest crowd the ufc's ever seen uh for an event and uh it, it was it was something to see and it was a fight to watch i mean oh, it, it wasn't was great it's probably one of the yeah. best fight. i've watched the last four ronda rousey fights and i mean yeah it was neat watching her you know take them down quick there was some kind of exciting but it was so quick it was like well okay this girl's just that good this fight yeah even though holly Holm dominated it was Great, like it's one I if I had paid for I didn't I didn't pay I went somewhere and watched it uh, to eat somewhere but if you had I wouldn't have felt bad I wouldn't have felt like I got my I'd have felt like I got my money's worth because yeah it was only a pound around in a around minute, in a minute yeah. but it was a good like I love to watch the way I mean of course me and you've talked about uh, you know outside of the show so I like to watch them actually fight and Holly Holm forced Ronda Rousey 
to duke it out. Like it wasn't going to be a takedown. Every time she tried to take her down, you could yeah. tell that even Holly time, was so much stronger. She was pulling yeah. Rousey's arm off her like like the Hulk or something. And like, even one I don't time that Holmes so. scored happen. her own takedown and then got up. So it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a very well-fought fight by Holly Holm. And uh, so now, how far can she go as the champion? I mean, uh, because as we've seen, competition is not exactly at a premium there. Uh, and her next fight probably won't be Rousey rematch. It's probably be Misha Although, Tate. Although, if she does get Misha Tate next and then beat Misha Tate, uh, then that sets up the Rousey rematch to be huge. Yeah. For the, if, I mean, probably the biggest grossing course, UFC ever. My, there's part of me that feels like, and this is, I mean, I, I don't mean this hateful towards Rousey because I mean she fought it. You know, she's been good. She's done what she's done. But I think uh, Holly may have retired her. I got a feeling that, that medically, I mean, I don't mean because she's scared to come back. I think medically, because I saw that, li- I mean, you will, he saw how uh, Silva it, it did to him when he broke his leg. This kind of thing, though, I, I'm not so, and plus, uh, mainly because Rousey has other options. I see her going in her act and just sticking with that and saying, you know what, I'm done, I'm good. I don't know, I'd hate <laughs> to I think see she her lost quit a lot of support. Oh, whoops. And that's a good thing. I'd hate to. I don't know what happened there. I'd hate to see her quit. Uh, after, well, yeah, I wouldn't but, want it, but I think medically, because I mean, like people, they're downplaying it, but that was a brutal. Like I, I really think that could have. I was generally a little concerned about it because I thought, and I thought, well, I could see how you could tell Holly was too that taking a lick like that to the head. That's you. It's like a. I'm sure she got bad concussions and all kind of problems now, and that could have ended her career, but hopefully not. Because he's an exciting fighter to watch. It'd be interesting to see him fight again. I don't think if I was Rousey, I, I wouldn't want to step in the ring with that guy. I would not <laughs> I after that knockout. I, I I don't I don't think it's going to deter. I, I think if I she can go, so she'll either. go. But if it was man, I would, after that kind of, I mean, if you just get beat, that's different. But you got beat. If like, she if she can go, she'll go, and and and, and you know it'll probably be the highest grossing pay per view ever. Oh, I'm I think sure. the thing that hurts Rousey with fans is that she. Uh, she decided a long time ago to try to make herself guy. the bad guy, and uh, and so now that she's got a loss, uh, you know it's that's fine when she was winning, people still wanted to see her dominate. But uh, now that she's got a loss, uh, she's going to find out. I think that trying to play the bad guy was not a great idea. We'll be right back. Hey, check it out! Dairy Queen is making lunch easy, as in easy math. Here's the deal: you choose from three chicken strips, quarter pound grill burger with cheese, bacon cheeseburger, or a chili cheese dog, and that's the hardest part. Then add fries, a drink, and the one and only Dairy Queen Sunday. One giant meal, five bucks. And now Dairy Queen has a new location in Millington on Highway 51, making the five-buck lunch available in Ripley, Atoka, and Millington. The five-buck lunch from Dairy Queen. Easy choice. WKBP. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. That flash flood watch remains in effect through noon tomorrow. Showers and thunderstorms tonight. Some storms could be strong to severe, producing rainfall amounts of 2 to possibly 4 inches. Some wind gusts exceeding 30 miles per hour. The low tonight, 54. Tomorrow, a cloudy start. Then we'll pick up some sunshine. Wednesday's high, 64. Thursday, sunny and cooler with a high of 62. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. WKBL Community Calendar. Ripley High School girls softball team will have deep fried and smoked Thanksgiving turkeys, $35 each. The turkeys will weigh from 12 to 14 pounds, and they'll be available for pickup Wednesday, November 25th at 2891 Highway 19 West. To order or for more information, call Lisa at 731-693-4421. 
I'll never forget never forget that moment as long as I live. As long as I live. My first call up ever as a member of the National Guard. When we got to the armory, they briefed us on the wildfires. They were getting dangerously close to homes. Helicopters were going out to drop water on the fires. Guys in the unit were preparing for firefighting with local fire crews. At that moment, I got my first taste of just how important the Guard is to my community. See how the Guard can be an important part of your life at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Tennessee National Guard, aired by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And welcome back. Segment number two. And we will talk high school football for the last time this season. Other than I'll do a little bit of a wrap-up with the coaches uh, next week. But we will switch gears with Mr. Ireland uh, to talk about high school basketball. But for the last time, we'll talk high school football with the sports editor from the Covenant Leader in the Brownsville State's graphic. is Jeff Ireland. And Jeff, the season's over a little sooner than you wanted it to be. I know, you're making me sad all this, you know, last time we are going to talk about high school football. Can I, can Don't I worry, you? you still got your spot on the show. There's another high school sport going on. Yeah. Can I come over to you at Adam's house, or can we just talk about high school football? This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go over to Adam's. Okay. <laughs> I, I got you. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little, you know, a little bit sad, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not shocked. I don't want to sound mean, but, you know. At the beginning of the year, you know, you told me nobody was going to make it past the second round. I would say that sounds probably about right. Well, I... You know, truthfully, I was afraid that the Covenant game would be worse against Milan uh, secretly, but it wasn't. I mean, it was a very close-fault game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Covington shows that they've come a long way. You know, they they hung with a good team, and, um, you know, they as we know, they had their chances to win it, but, you know, I think Milan is a little bit better, so, yeah, they have nothing nothing to be ashamed of for sure. I mean, they had... A great year. It's kind of funny as it all turns out. You know, all year it was sort of mainly how great, you know, how bright and mustard were having these, you know, unbelievable seasons. But, you know, as it turns out, Covington. Well, taking into account, taking into account what's happened all this year, and then uh, what are we looking? Who's who's going to be gone and who's going to be back? Uh, what do you think we're looking at next year as far as level of success? Do you think uh, each school can maintain or improve on that level? Do you think anybody will fall back? Yeah, you know, well, I guess start with Covington. I mean, they're they're definitely young. I mean, they, you know, their quarterback's a freshman. Their best running back is a junior. Um, a couple of their best linemen were only sophomores who even started as freshmen last year. I'm not sure. They probably have a few older guys on defense, but I mean, from what I understand, they're going to have a lot of people coming back. So there's really no reason to believe that they're not going to be as good or better next year. And um, you know, sort of going around the board, um, Brighton is, um, you know, they're, they kind of had two quarterbacks most of the year, but the guy who ended up playing a little bit more, he was only a sophomore this year. But they had some seniors. Their, their best player, you know, Zach Camp, is a senior who's graduating and he invests on offense and defense. So he's going to be hard to replace. So we'll see. And for kind of the same thing. They have they had some seniors on their team, too. Some of the linemen and, um, you know, the quarterback and some other guys are seniors. So, yeah, I would say Kevin probably on paper anyway looks like they're probably the safe bet, you know, to be as good or better next year. But, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. And I know Buffer lost a lot of seniors from the previous year, you know. 
they ended up being just a good or better. So it's hard to say. You just really never know how they're going to shake out. Well, uh, that uh, kind of wrapping it up for high school football. What do you got for us, high school basketball wise? Yeah, you know, as eight uh, twenty approached, I started thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's going to ask me about that. You know, I'm just sort of started doing previews. Um, and this week, I'm going to have a preview on Brighton, the other boys and girls teams. And I talked to their both of their coaches today, or actually one, I think one yesterday, one today. Um, you mean know, Brighton girls have a have a new coach, uh, Coach Porter? I forgot her first name. Text, but they have a brand new coach. You know, they, that, that girls team has struggled for shoot seven eight years at least, something like that. They've been really, really struggling. But she's looking to turn it around. She's an ex uh, Division One player. She played at Southern Miss. No, so no. I thought Mary. She sounded like she definitely knows her stuff. So maybe she can get them going. And you know, Brighton, you know, they're pretty sad. You know, you're. I think he's your cousin or something. That Taylor got one. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he's you know really good. From what I understand, he's just a sophomore point guard. You know, he's he. If you search him on Google, he'll he'll pop up and. and oh yeah, and impress you. You can watch yeah. and he'll impress you. And and yeah. if you were watching the Memphis game today and saw uh, Dedrick Lawson, he won a championship with Dedrick Lawson. So uh, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Uh, he won an AAU championship. Okay. Um, yeah, I did watch that game, but um, the second half of it. But yeah, yeah. So he's I, he's I'm looking forward to watching him. I think I mentioned it before, but you know, he got hurt five games in last season, and I never even got to actually see him play in person. Well, uh, he hopefully he'll stay healthy this time. But yeah, we're uh, and, and I think they've got a great coach in Stan Gatlin as well. Uh, you know, it's a it's a one of those father son combinations, and that doesn't always mean that like one you know just because the player's good that the, that, but in this particular case coach gatlin is a good coach it's kind of like the Lawson situation <laughs> but yes. this is not like that now stan i mean he took back in i think it was 2008 i believe you know, he took the millington girls to the state championship yeah. i was following that when i worked at uh, on the ball magazine i was covering them at that point i went to that game and everything so no he's got great coaching credentials there's no doubt about that um so yeah i mean he's a, he's a good coach that's for sure. So I'm really, they're probably the most intriguing team, you know, to me, kind of going into the season right now, see how they're going to do. Because he was, when I talked to him, he was very upbeat. He wasn't really shy about saying, you know, he wanted to win the district championship, you know, get 20 wins and, you know, make a deep postseason run. That's what he's got on his mind, and he's not, you know, afraid to go ahead and say it. So they're probably the team I'm looking forward to seeing the most right now. But yeah, going around the county, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure what Mumford's got coming back, and um, I'm sure Covington will be good. Their boys and girls teams have been very good for the past five, six years every year. They have a couple of good coaches, so I'm sure they'll be good. We'll have to see. The Mumford girls will probably be good again. I know Steve Poindexter. Now, have really they, they've started, haven't they? None of them have started playing yet? Tonight is actually opening night. I'm not out tonight. But, uh, yeah, I think most everybody starts tonight. I was I was thinking it was last week for some reason, but uh, maybe that was uh, just because college ball started. And I just yeah, assumed. Yeah, confusing. They call it their, their Hall of Fame games. They have these, which is tonight. They have I think most teams have a couple of them, and they're. It's really weird. The way I understand it, the coaches can count them on their record if they want to, but they don't have to. So let both so down if it's a win, much. they put it on there. If it's a loss, they yeah. don't. Exactly, that's the way it works. Which makes it's a very strange concept. I don't yeah. understand who came up with that, but that's. That's the way it is. So, 
Yeah, I know. I think most teams start tonight. I think Brighton is actually at home tonight, I believe, against somebody. But, um, you know, really next week, you know, and that's when they'll really get going, you know, full steam ahead. And I'll definitely, I'll probably get out Friday night and watch somebody play somewhere and uh, see, see how everybody's looking. But that's kind of the basketball season in a nutshell. Yeah, it should be a lot of big tournament, you know, because of Thanksgiving coming up. I know they always do a lot of. Yeah, big yeah, there's a lot of holiday tournaments. They just try to hit those because you can see a bunch of teams, a bunch of yeah, teams in one spot, yeah. and that kind of thing. Start so, to yeah, see what everybody I'm, has. Exactly, I'm I'm ready. I, I do enjoy basketball season. In some ways, I like. I don't know. I probably like football the best, but I like basketball a lot too. <laughs> I remember I enjoyed it a lot more when I was actually in high school, though. I remember because <laughs> I played on the football team, so basketball was the off season a little bit towards the end. Of, you know, we yeah, to... exactly. All I can I get to watch two games in one spot. You know, you got, you got girls and boys, so that's nice for me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I used to. I remember I'd, I'd go to like on a Saturday they'd have tournament at the school. Our school seemed to always host a lot of the basketball tournaments down in Alabama, and it was neat to kind of see. You know, because we, we had a couple guys that were like six foot five on the team, which was odd even at that age. But they were in there, and they'd everybody come to our school to see our team. Of course, we still wasn't any good. These guys were like six five and clumsy, so it didn't really matter. They were just big, and uh, it was neat to watch. Like every team in the county would be there, so you got to meet people from the other schools, and it's kind of it's almost like a big hangout thing. You just went there, and paid to get in, you stayed there all day, right? And just kind of hung out. It was it was fun. I I, I would I don't do that now, but uh, it would be you know. The only way I'd do that now is if I had kids that age or something and I was there. But I'm sure it's still interesting being up here at the different schools. It seems to be a crowd, a pretty uh, common thing here now, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And usually our, our there's usually a county team that will have a, a smaller tournament. You know, they'll have maybe four teams play each other on a couple of consecutive nights, something like that. They, they usually do that around here, too. So we'll... See how it goes. And I always like trying to see if there'll be, you know, Division One coaches lurking around somewhere. You know, I wonder if Taylor's, you know, to that point yet. Taylor yeah. Gatlin. He may be. I don't know. I know I was at Brighton House School about two, probably about three years ago, and I saw Josh Pastner, uh, like, laying up against the wall. That's cool. I don't know if I've told the story already. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know if you did or not, but uh, okay. not uh, they, that sounds ex- was, that sounds exactly like Josh Passner, though he would be standing over to the side, leaned up against the wall. Yeah, I was saying he looks so he's, he looks so young in person. He's look, he's like wearing jeans and a t shirt. You know, he doesn't. You're yeah. expecting a coach to be in some kind of Armani suit, looking all sharp and a bunch of entourage around him. You know, he was like a regular guy, but he was there to see Skull and Bissier. That was when Skull was at yeah. uh, East West. I think he was like in the tenth grade then, and yeah, he was there recruiting him. Unfortunately, yeah. that didn't didn't end up working out. But didn't I pan out for him, like, no. Yeah, he played. But he had already hired uh, one guy. He couldn't hire the other guy. Like, uh, this, I mean, you know, this <laughs> other guy wanted a job too, and it was like, all right, enough's enough, you know. Exactly. Uh, There's only so many assistant coaching jobs. No, I mean, I'm sure you know. Skull looked at he's going to get in the NBA in one year. By yeah. going on going Calabria. I'm sure that's uh that was the whole attraction there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I watched that Memphis game, yeah. That was the first time I'd seen the what's the older loss? I keep using their names mixed up. Uh, uh, well there's K J and Diedrich. Yeah, Diedrich, yeah. Man, he's like unbelievable. I that was pretty it was pretty impressive. Oh, it was. I mean he had uh I think he finished with twenty two and fifteen. And yeah. uh, it just, I mean, phenomenal. He missed a few free throws there at the end that were, you know, I don't know if they were could have won the game if he'd have hit them, but, you know, it's still pretty disappointing to see that. But other than that, 
I mean, yeah, he was impressive from start to finish. Uh, for a freshman, a guy who yeah. is just coming in, I mean, it is just insane. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, down the stretch, you could tell that, I mean, everybody was just looking at him to do stuff. I mean, he was obviously the leader on the team, and, you know, he was out the foul trouble in the second half. And as soon as he came in, I mean, just immediately oh, yeah. started coming back. I mean, you know, hopefully that wasn't just a crazy uh, good game. I'm hopefully that's just the way he is, so that'll be that'll be awesome. Well, I was impressed with uh, Memphis's basketball team tonight. Yeah. I, I really was, and and because it's hard to judge when they're against Lemoyne Owen and Southern Miss, you don't really know because you're looking at. I mean, anybody's going to look good against those teams. But when you go play the number eight team in the country, and it's yet to be seen, Oklahoma may not be as good as advertised, but we pretty much know what Oklahoma is because they're returning everybody from last year. So it, you kind of know when you have a measuring stick now, and you can look at Memphis and say, yeah, if they stay on this path, they're they're a pretty good basketball team. They're they're a lot better, I think, than people thought they would be. Yeah, myself included. It almost pains me not to start being optimistic again. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to be because, yeah. That was that was really impressive. I just figured we were going to get the doors blown off and lose by thirty or something. That was what I figured was going to happen. And um, yeah, that was that was impressive, especially the Lawson kid. Um, yeah, that was good. I mean, you know, hopefully that's just how he is, and he's going to be the leader all year. And you know, we can. But I thought they got. I thought they got a good play out of uh, Tristan Burrell, and I thought they got a good play out of uh, Woodson, uh, and. So, you know, and I thought really uh, overall the guard play was a lot better than it had been in the past. Uh, so I was impressed with a lot of things I saw with Memphis today. Yeah, they just looked all around good, really. But I did notice when Lawson went out, guys, I had to work, of course. I didn't get home until, you know, the second half. And um, I think right when I got there, um, the Tarant hurt his ankle or whatever. And then yeah. Lawson got fourth foul, and we just started looking like crap for about five minutes or so. But then Tarrant, then Ricky uh, yeah. Tarrant comes back in, and uh, and and Lawson comes back in, and and they took a risk bringing Lawson back in so early, but they were starting to slip, and uh, yeah. they put it right back within reach, and and so I really, I mean, even in the loss, I, I'm they're way better than I thought they would be I, the, yeah. at, at this point at least, and I, you know, it may have been a fluke game, and and then they disappoint me next time, but at this point, I, I thought they would, uh, uh, I thought they were a lot better than I had given them credit for preseason, and uh, I thought losing Nichols would really kill them, uh, but Lawson has stepped up and taken that spot, and it's not even a loss. Lawson, I think, is a better athlete than Austin Nichols. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it sure seems like it. I hate to take too much of one game, but yeah, I mean, for what I have to go on, yeah, he's. You know, way better. But if you look at, I mean, you look over the last few games at the way Lawson played and everything, and now you wonder if Nichols didn't uh, wasn't afraid of losing his starting spot in a year where he's trying to show out for NBA scouts. He wasn't afraid of losing his starting spot to Dedrick Lawson. It's possible. It's very possible. There's really no telling what was going on in his mind. You know, they sort of landed on passer and everything, which I don't. You know, who knows if that was really the reason or not? But yeah, there's no telling. No telling why he left. That could have been a reason, too. He just felt like he wasn't going to be, you know, the man anymore with the loss and just coming in. That's very possible. That's kind of a wimpy thing to do, but to bail. But, you know, who knows? I don't know much about that kid, so there's, there's no telling. I know his dad was all involved in it, which is never a good sign, you know. Yeah. Well, what else you got uh, at the leader, Mr. Island? What's coming up? Uh, we've got a few things coming up this week. The um, so Christian Brown, you know, that... that uh, Marine from uh, from Bunford. Yeah, they built the house. Yeah, yeah. I went out there today and they got his house halfway built, and they had a ceremony for him. The people were out there writing 
nice back is on the on the on the house before they put the sheetrock up. So we'll have a nice story about that, and we have a few other things coming up. So uh, things should be pretty good paper here as we get ready for the holidays. There you go. Well, all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Jeff. As always, we'll talk to you next week. We'll have some basketball in the books to talk about then. Yep. I'll try and check out uh, your guy between now and then. I'll give, give the report. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do that. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll be right back. Wow, honey. You look like you did when we got married. What's your secret? It's no secret. I got started with Zio Skin Health and Aesthetics at Armor Family Medicine, and my skin has never looked better. Armor Family Medicine is proud to offer Zio Skin Health and Aesthetics. Call Brenda Huggins today for a free consult. Armor Family Medicine is locally and family-owned and operated by Dr. Karen Armor. Located at 4501 Mueller Brass in Covington, they are open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday. They accept patients of all ages and most insurance. So call them today at 901-476-7779 to make an appointment. This is Coach Butch Jones, and it's football time in Tennessee. The broadcast of UT football on US 51 Country 93.5 FM is brought to you in part by these sponsors. Wolf Chase Nissan, Tipton Farmers Co-op, McGowan Stitt Insurance, King Cotton Meats, and keep up with the latest on Tennessee volunteer sports on the Big Orange Hotline every Monday throughout the football season at 7 p.m. Sponsored by Tipton Farmers Co-op. Follow the Vols all season long here on your home for Tennessee football. US 51 Country 93. Hi, I'm David Spencer with Combat Vets Motorcycle Association, Tennessee 186. We're here today to talk about the West Tennessee Veterans Home. There are over 70,000 veterans in this area, and we need a home for our veterans. I'm Larry Murdoch, Commander of 186 Combat Vets. I'm here at Outlaw Furniture and Mattress. You'd come on down here from now to the end of the month, where 10% of the total sales will be donated to West Tennessee Veterans Home. Come on down and help us build a home. This is the time of year when we give thanks for the many blessings we have. Our faith, our family and friends, our health and happiness, and our freedom. It is also time to remember those less fortunate by sharing our blessings. We are grateful for the support the community has shown us and are looking forward to serving you in the years to come. Happy Thanksgiving from your friends at Patriot Bank and Patriot Bank Mortgage. Come in today and experience down-home banking the way it should be. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. That flash flood watch remains in effect through noon tomorrow. Showers and thunderstorms tonight. Some storms could be strong to severe, producing rainfall amounts of 2 to possibly 4 inches. Some wind gusts exceeding 30 miles per hour. The low tonight, 54. Tomorrow, a cloudy start. Then we'll pick up some sunshine. Wednesday's high, 64. Thursday, sunny and cooler with a high of 62. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Welcome back. Time to talk NFL football, specifically as it pertains to fantasy, but overall NFL the Titans back to their normal selves by letting a game go. And, uh, of course, I mean, it was an undefeated team that beat them. But uh, still, you know, you, you get tired of losing at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
But they so they got back to their losing ways. Carolina stays undefeated, uh, which is uh, nobody had that happening at this point in the season. Uh, so really, uh, just a, and it was an exciting weekend overall. You had uh, New England and the Giants, and the Giants uh, have you know been the spoilers to New England on an undefeated streak more than once. Oh yeah, Skowski <laughs> pulled it out. So I was watching that game. I thought, oh, they're going to lose to the Giants again. Talking on Eli Man and all, that. and then. Out of nowhere, Memphis Gaskowski saves the day for him. And that was a that was a big field goal. That because and he just barely got it. It cut right inside that right. It sure I did. Mean, and I to be honest it. with you, the the Saturday night the Saturday night game Memphis Tigers, Jake Elliott's field goal that pushed just slight right. It looked a lot like the Gostowski, except for for whatever reason the Gostowski kick hooked in at the last second. I mean, yeah. it really barely snuck in, and, yeah. and it looked like the wind blew it in, honestly. <laughs> no, oh, I know. Yeah, it yeah. really did. It looked like something caught it. Yeah, I thought that was something else. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was something else to see there. Well, how did your fantasy team do this weekend? <laughs> oh, I lost a close one. It's like I, I did so good. I was right there. I was on the cusp of taking over the division, guaranteeing my playoff spot, and bam. And I, and I got blindsided because uh, – Somebody in the league had a, had a couple of players that just sprang out of nowhere and had big games. Of course, Tom Brady Gaskowski hooked me up as usual. I only lost by like four. All my losses, with the exception of one, and I've got five, five and five. Four of them were close, like within six points. So it's like I'm just getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting enough. I'm staying consistent. I'm scoring almost a hundred points a game. It's just people are just catching breaks with these ranks because there's been so many injuries. People are picking somebody up and bam. They get me. And then the next week, they get crushed. That's the only reason I'm, I'm staying in with the league. But I'm on a pretty balanced division overall. There's three of us at 5-5, five and five, and there's one that's like 8-2. and two, So they're kind of the leader of the oh, division. Yeah, that's very but, you know, uh, yeah. close together. So, and me, I was this game, this weekend would have put me ahead because the other ones lost. I would have been the 6-4 six and, six and four guy, and the rest of them would have been 5-5, five and five, and I would have been on my way to a playoff berth. I'm projected already, but if I lose another one, I'm probably out because there's only, I think, three more games. The only thing I got going for me, the next team I'm playing, you can tell they've just abandoned their team because half their team's full of injuries. They haven't touched it in a month. Of course, my luck, they'll come in and switch it all right before I get Everybody else has been pounding them like 102 to 20 because none of their players are playing or they're on buys or something. Of course, this week coming to me, this should be an easy win for me. So it guarantees me, you know, I, I get that one easy. And the other ones don't get to play this particular team. So it kind of works in my favor. But the last game's against the number one guy in my division. So he could derail my entire playoff hope. But we'll see. But they've been losing here lately. The two top guys in the entire league have been dropping games. So, and my my actual lineup has gotten stronger since. So we're you know overall though I can't complain. It hasn't been a bad. I've been number two in my league almost all year. So I mean, you know, you're gonna have some bad luck here and there. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I didn't do any of the daily fantasy this past weekend. Uh, I usually do. I, I just didn't this weekend. I wasn't feeling it, and uh, I'm kind of a, which is really kind of stupid when you do stuff like that. But I'm I'm just a gut feeling kind of guy, and my gut wasn't feeling uh, playing this Nothing weekend. Was feeling good. So uh, I just said, no, nah, I'm not going to play any games this weekend. But uh, uh, you know, I still paid attention to what was going on and everything, and and uh, kept up with it. it just wasn't my week uh i would say 
say that you know if you're still looking for uh, uh, some pickups on your team, some people that may be hanging around out there. If D'Angelo Williams still hanging around out there, whoever it is crazy. Yeah, uh, he was gone the first one. He had yeah. that once. What you call it, went down. I was yeah. going to snatch him, and that was it. They, 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 somebody beat me on waivers. I was like, yeah, it figures. So but, you know, yeah. there there are a couple others you you could get out there. Everything's pretty much locked in now because you've seen the injuries and and. You know, I don't know. If you've had Peyton Manning, though, if you still got Peyton Manning on He's your team, kudos to pine. you. Kudos to you for uh, sticking with your guy because uh, there are people now, and who'd have ever thought that people would be calling for the backup uh, for Peyton Manning? Yeah. To, and, and there are people calling. And then another storyline that I thought was interesting was the Browns. Browns fans apparently are uh, talking about uh, uh, tanking. To try to get, guess who? Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Yeah. How I don't crazy want that is for that? him. I, do not I don't want, want that for him either, but no. I'm just saying, how crazy is it? You know it? what they call Cleveland? The mistake by the lake. That, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, how crazy is it, though, that, that a team, uh, NFL team, is talking about tanking to get Memphis' quarterback? Yeah. I mean, it's. But hey, if he goes truly first a overall, I mean, I'd take that from Memphis just to have a. But I feel bad for Paxton. Yeah. I, I, if I was him, after they got me in Simon, I'd be like, no, nah, you got But honestly. I'd pull an Eli. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to Cleveland. What does that say about. I mean, because Paxton won't win the Heisman, right? And so you've yeah. got a Heisman winner over there, and you're going to tank a season. To get a guy to replace the Heisman winner, that's 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 bad news for Johnny Football. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. If they're going to bring in, and even at at you know probably whatever pick they make, you know in the top ten, uh, uh, Paxton may still be around. If they go with a quarterback, I mean, what does that say for Johnny Football? That means I mean he just doesn't have a chance to play anywhere. I don't think after this year. No, you're right. I don't. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I think he's done well. I mean, you talked, you know, we talked about last year whether he'd do anything in the NFL and all. And I've, I've never, I felt like he'd be a lightning rod as far as gimmick sales stuff, but I don't, I felt like he'd do all right, but I figured he'd crap out pretty quick. I, I, honestly, he's I kind of playing he about have, what I expected. I thought he would have a better opening just because they're not used to seeing, you know, kind of what he does. Uh, like since Brett Favre, there's been nobody that just runs around and throws crazy yeah. stuff like he does. Oh, yeah. uh, so it, I thought some people stopped. would have some mm. problems with him, uh, but uh, it didn't. They didn't have many problems at all. I mean, he had a couple of good games, but uh, yeah, just not going to work out for him. And about like uh, you know, he's probably a good enough athlete to play. I just don't know where you would put him. It's not like Tebow. Like Tebow is not in the NFL because Tebow is stubborn. Tebow does not want to play any position besides quarterback. Because if Tebow would take a position at tight end or at halfback uh or you know a uh, uh, fullback there's a bunch of positions oh, yeah. that you could put tim well, tebow at that he could be useful and, and they would he may even be a good defensive end honestly uh because of the speed and he's not a small guy you know uh yeah. and so he he may would be a good defensive end or linebacker but uh you know, with the right training. Back. A lot of I heard a lot of analysts back before, you know, when he was coming out of Florida talking about he'd be good H back and it's like, yeah, but I just I don't know. I something about him I'd, I I feel like Florida did him a disservice. Like I feel just like the same way with uh up at Urban with Urban Meyer up with Barrett, you know, all them up at Ohio State now. None of those quarterbacks are gonna amount to anything in the pros. Because Urban Meyer, he can get them to do college level stuff, but once they get to the pros, they're not. He doesn't prepare them for college. Well, I think or for NFL. I mean, he doesn't get them right. Because you've noticed everyone well, is quarterbacks at that position. Because I think was Alex Smith 
under him. Honestly, though, it's the same way, and I feel like it's the same way with Braxton Miller and JT Barrett. If they're, uh, and you know, Braxton Miller has already gonna be he's, all, he's already made a, a a switch in position, and it, it's going to pay off for him because he's going to be a receiver yeah, in, the in the pros. And that's what hurt uh, Tim Tebow is he wasn't willing to make a switch to another position. Yeah, I I just feel like. Um, that that Meyer's not your quarter. If I was a good quarterback, you don't. He he'll utilize you and make you a good college guy and maybe get your name up there. But he's gonna do you like they were talking about. He should have been working on Tebow's throwing motion the whole time. And by the time he graduated, he probably would have been okay. But they let him do it all wrong because it worked for Urban's system. So he didn't care. You know, was like, well, I'm gonna use it for what I need him for and go on about it. Which I think, uh, speaking of him, I was laughing with a guy the other day about this. We're talking about Alabama. We're hoping that Alabama can get into the playoff and get a revenge win and put him into retirement. Maybe he'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the big joke. But, you know, I, yeah, I really you know, doubt not that. Not from a health. I don't want him to go off on a straight. I've heard some of the mean, you know, some meaner fans he's only lost, are hoping uh, to put him away. Was it, how many games has he lost since he's been in Ohio State? Uh, I think one. One or two. Yeah, they lost to Tech last year, I think the year, two years before the first year. One, I forget. One year they went, I know they went undefeated. And I think that, because this is his. What fourth season? Right, they lost to Tech, but he went undefeated his first year. His first year they went undefeated, but they were not bowl eligible. Yeah, and then the next year they went undefeated. I thought they lost a game that year, didn't they? Or no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, they were. I think they were a one. And it kept them out of the title game. And then the Virginia Tech last year, I think he's only lost two games. But I feel like it's well, and of course I know Big Ten fans will tell me. I just don't think he'll leave after one loss. Is all I'm really trying to say. He knew he could run that conference because it's the competition. Just like in the ACC, it, it's like Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. He knew he could run the college. Clemson just so happened to come up. But right now in the Big Ten, until Harbaugh got there, they're, the whole conference is garbage for the most part. That's uh, you know, and that's why I was not getting any I mean, respect right now. Ohio State could could run. Yeah, I mean they're running through it because they're not playing. Just like Ezekiel Elliott, the reason honestly, why he won't win the Heisman is because the level of competition they've got. One like a hundred seventh ranked their, schedule or something. Ohio State's only ranked where they are because they're the defending champion. Exactly, and, and I'm I'm okay to a point with that as long as you're undefeated. But now it's going to. But when it comes crunch time at the end of the year, now if they beat Michigan, Michigan State, okay, I'll give them a little more credit. But Michigan State, Michigan have proved to me they're not that great they're not really top 10 teams where i think though uh, top 10 maybe michigan state is i think uh, ultimately they're doing themselves a disservice because okay say you beat iowa okay whatever we know Iowa's not a true top 10 team either okay great come play alabama the first round of the playoff i now before the first part of the season i didn't want that i was kind of a little worried i you know now though i feel confident that okay ohio state's not the team they were last year they still got some of the key components, but Alabama's growing each week, and I think by that point, the revenge game alone is going to give them enough. I think now playing one of the other teams, I don't know how well they do against a quarterback like Watson. It Clemson, you know, that might be a scary game for me. I, yeah, I don't think well Clemson's that great, but that offense would give Alabama fits, and I'd be worried that I don't think Clemson's defense could stop. Honestly, Alabama, though, but, I, I I really believe as far as Clemson is concerned, I really believe that this is the year for Clemson. If there's going to be a year for this Clemson... Be it. Yeah, oh, this no, I completely it. agree. But, you know, I, I'll pick it. Of course, I know that this game's not coming up for another week. I think South Carolina's going to ruin their season. I, I don't. Think, See, I, think I, something I don't about think there's any game, hope for that. I think if Spurrier was still there, I think Clemson wins that game no matter... I mean, just hands down. I think now, because South Carolina is a different... They have nothing to lose 
it's it's a the new coach they want to hey hey we can ruin Clemson's season and it's that whole you know the SEC thing kind of let's go in there then again I mean it could get ugly Clemson could go in there and blow them out by forty but I think it could go either way on that but I feel like now like the way the season's going and the way what I saw South Carolina do against Florida against their defense makes me feel like Pharaoh as much as I at first I thought it was kind of a stupid name for a kid, somebody but I kind of think I know I'm like okay I get it a little bit it's kind of neat I guess because he's a football player. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. South Carolina has a player named yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, at first I thought, I thought well, dealing with history, though, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't think I'd name my child that just because of the, you know. But, <laughs> but I think that's going to be a lot more interesting of a game that people are overlooking. I, I think that could be Clemson's, I mean, ACC-wise. I mean, really, who are they going to – I think they'll probably play North Carolina for the ACC title, which will be blah. North Carolina, I agree with. I heard some other people on other shows today talking about, you know, I think they're garbage – I think they they haven't proven anything. Yeah, you put sixty something points up on teams that most other I'll, teams would have I'll done. I'll say the same. this as far as what I think about South Carolina Clemson. I think that Florida State has a, a much better chance of beating Florida than than South Carolina has of beating Clemson. Well, no, I, I agree with that. I do. Now, I think that could, game could get ugly too if Florida comes in that game right. They could totally. I think the only thing Florida State's only saving grace would be if Cook can run against Florida's defense. If he can't, it's going to be a game like the LSU Alabama game. I think Florida's going to handle them. And Florida's just, defense has been shockingly yeah. good. Yeah. And, of course, I think we, we you talked about that, too. I think some of that is Muschamp's recruiting and the fact that they got Randy Shannon back there doing the being the D coordinator. Plus, McElwain knows what it takes to have a good defense because he, well, he was at Alabama. He saw you – know, he picked up some things. I know he's an offense guy, but you still pick up things being around those kind of players. Right, yeah. you got to you know, know the good. right people to hire, too. That's part and of being a head knew. coach. And I mean, so that, he's obviously done a good job at that. I mean, to get to the SEC championship I mean, game in his first year, year and, and have it locked in with, one or have two it locked in with, with uh, uh, two games to go. Yeah. And, and, you, and so, you, you know, it, it, it's pretty impressive and job. And you, you throttled some teams like Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. You, you handled Georgia. You know, it's like. And then you only won by two points over Vanderbilt. Yeah. We won't talk about that. Well, yeah. I think that was just one of them <laughs> hangover hey, games. I think, well, actually, I think Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's better. Slightly underrated. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they haven't been able well, to pull off the wins, but they are in the SEC. And they've gotten and, better each week. And you've seen yeah. the play. You saw what they did against well, they beat, Kentucky. They beat Kentucky. <laughs> and I, as much as Tennessee fans hate it, y'all better watch out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you don't want For that sure. loss because that right there will – I mean, that's when we'll probably hear the Butch Jones needs to be fired talk. And it's like, I can tell you right now, if Butch Jones got fired, you're going to have a your whole oh, team's going to collapse. That, they two, wouldn't three. do that. No, that's, he's fine. Yeah. I don't think they will either, but you never know. He, he's fine. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying the talk won't be out there, but he's fine. From an administration standpoint, I think yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I, th- I think the athletic director and are fine with him, but – and, and I'll tell you this: if if uh, if Wente goes and Tennessee wants to fire Bush Jones, Memphis would be glad to have him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see. That. I could see Bowen doing that. Like I could see him going. Okay, uh, all right. But you. Uh, you know, actually, I thought back when West was leaving that Memphis should have went and got Phil Fulmer. But uh, just to, just to <laughs> just, make them just mad, out of spite. Yeah, just like the whole Bruce Pearl thing. Just be like, yeah, yeah guess what? <laughs> but you know. It's it's one of them things. I, I think. Yeah, but uh, I really don't want Bruce Pearl. You know, to me, like when you're in Memphis's situation in basketball and you've had multiple Final Fours taken away, you don't need to hire a guy that's already got the NCAA watching him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's just you know don't that's don't true, even yeah. dabble into that. Well, Auburn just loves doing that kind of mess. They don't care. Well, they but, haven't been in the trouble Memphis. Has. <laughs> that's true. Now, also, I think if it was me. If if Fuente, and I, I hope Fuente, I don't think he will, especially the turn events last couple weeks. But we never know. 
I don't think that has any bearing. I, I on think it. I think you don't want to lose, but if you lose him, I and mean, I have full faith that Bowen's going to make sure he's probably got three guys already because you got to remember they uh what, what was it they McElwain was on their list before of course that wasn't Bowen but still you know he was on their list back when they right, hired Fuente right. so it's like somebody's doing something right and I, if it was me and it's not just my Alabama but Jeremy Pruitt guy's got three titles with two different teams and now he's already with a you know. I, I think he'd be it, but I, I'm kind of like you though. I agree with the whole scary about the D coordinator thing. It just seems like right. they don't seem to do well. As and well. it's the the scary. It's it's not just but Jimbo that. Fisher I, turned out to be honestly. Good. It's a scary situation to hire somebody without head coaching experience because truthfully, they hardly ever, you hardly ever see that at the highest level. They usually and if you want to be a team, and Memphis wants to be a football team at the highest level. I mean, especially after having a year this year where they were talked about about getting in the playoff possibly, then you want to act like a team at the highest level. Yeah. And, and to do that, you the highest level teams only hire people with successful head coaching experience. Yeah. They you never see them hire uh, a quarter and honestly, like you might see you might see Georgia if Rick is gone this year, them go with Kirby Smart. It's a little bit different because they've had their eye on him a long time. But you yeah. wouldn't have seen Florida hire McElwain had he not gotten the year he got in. Oh at yeah, Colorado, Colorado State. State's what what really yeah. propelled him and, and made Hugh him Freeze at that. Arkansas yeah. State. And, that's what you know, it takes. So yeah, you got to do something at the lower level. Gus Malzahn at, at uh, Arkansas course, State. Of course, that's the danger yeah. with Fuente. It works the other way too. It's like, oh, look what he did at Memphis. Yeah, no. And I, now, look, I, I don't, you know, and I don't think this has much bearing on his uh, jobs. I think Tom Herman may have moved up on a couple people's lists, but as far yeah. as I've heard, everything says that Tom Herman is. Uh, Tom Herman is usually number one anyway on a lot well, of lists. You know he's and if he's not number one, he's day. number two behind yeah. Fuente. And so uh, every school that has Herman Fuente on their list, they can't hire both of them. So they're going to yeah. – whoever doesn't get uh, one gets well, the other. And Memphis has got one ace in the hole as far as the schools being considered more for a, a Big 12 bid than I think Houston. Houston doesn't be have your a chance. Only because the fact grace. that they're in Texas, Houston can forget it. I keep, I've heard some – Hilarious! They oh, Houston be they're not getting in the Big Twelve. Will, they're uh, not taking another Big Twelve. Let me 12 tell you team. something. It's not going to happen. You got a better chance of getting the SEC. That's how far fetched and stupid that sounds. Let me tell you something hilarious about uh, uh, Houston. Is they they tweeted out uh, after the Baylor loss on uh, Saturday, and and of course their win, their comeback win over Memphis. They tweeted out. Guess who's the or something to the effect of the, Houston, the only undefeated team in the state of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, and I mean, it was it was like Baylor hadn't even had time to to wipe the tears yet. Yeah, but and then again, that and that shows it's silly too. It's like okay, you Memphis gave you that game. They if they the kicker if he hadn't had an off kick, you know you didn't yeah. hand Memphis a. a a butt whooping or you know and that kicker is good better than that. that's something else too it's like the men's fans need to calm down the ones that are giving him crap because this guy's going to be an nfl kicker. i don't i don't know and, if anybody i don't think oh, that many people are giving him crap i mean that, that's, that'd be stupid it's a 48 yard field goal yeah. and uh they could have got him closer and they didn't well and, and, that's, and fuente had was, was right when he said they shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place yeah they were they up by never 20. Even been that close you can't you, give you up can't blame it on a game ending field goal that barely pushed right when they were up by 20 at one point it more falls on the Should defense's shoulders. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. even Paxton Lynch, that's not his fault. He scored they scored a lot of points. He did what he, Yeah, he had a little You're bit right. of an off game. He threw an interception. Yeah. That, you know, but 
over the years, that guy's saved you so many times, and then the kicker saved you so many times. It's like, look, you, you can only blame – really, but I don't want to point finger to him. They've done good. This has been an excellent year. You're only – you really, Navy was the only ugly game they've and lost. Honestly, and they can still finish out strong. You're just in a better a conference than you used to be in an 8-2 oh, and two yeah. is not good. And if you were still thing, in Conference though. USA, you'd yeah. be the champion. And you're still probably the best option for expansion yeah. for any other team right now. Right, yeah, but yeah, I mean, because you got TV market behind you, and you've got an obvious, better, yeah. you got obvious success in a TV market behind you. I don't think Houston to the they Big Twelve is as them. unlikely as you well, think, but I think it's pretty unlikely. It's the same reason with Memphis uh, and the SEC; they're not going to add a team that's already in the right, market. That's they're, what I believe. They're trying that, to grab TV market, I believe that too. I, I, I just, uh, I believe that because Texas is so big and they lost yeah. College Station, that the Houston market. The, there's a slight possibility yeah. they may look at that. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, TCU, though, kind of filled yeah. that gap, I think. If TCU well, was in Dallas, though. But, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if TCU wasn't in the conference, I think, yeah, Houston might be a similar choice or, you know, but, well, I mean, because you can make the same argument for SMU if they were better because SMU's got such a massive uh, school, like the school wise, their size. It's kind of like with Central Florida. Yeah. Central Florida pretty much took themselves out of the road. We, you know, we were talking about that. Who would believe that they lose? You know that they'd fall off from where they, you know they're the fall from grace. But yeah, that's Memphis's game. So anybody out there, it, I mean, and you want to you want the Big Twelve to eliminate stuff from the playoff because that's probably the only that's way the, the way it's going to force expansion because yeah. they'll fire the bonehead that's the head of the Big Twelve. Yeah, it'll and, expansion. And I feel like if they're left out of the playoff, uh, unless they all end up with two losses, and that's why they're left out. But I feel like if a one loss Big Twelve team is oh, left out of the playoff, loss, then yeah. then they will uh, then they will they'll expand. Yeah. I, I feel like it'll force their left hand. out once again. They'll expand, yeah. and that'll be it. Yeah, and, the, and that that's that's Memphis's best bet right now. Win out and hope for the Big Twelve to yep. fall. It's halftime. We'll be back. Covington. AP Radio News. I'm Ross Simpson. The hunt's on in Europe tonight for a second terrorist believed to have escaped after last Friday's massacres in Paris. In Washington, a U.S. official discloses that the suspected mastermind was part of an Islamic State cell that American intelligence agencies had been tracking for months. In Syria, Russia has stepped up airstrikes against ISIS targets after Russian intelligence officers said a bomb was used last month to bring down that Russian jetliner over Egypt. Russia's president is offering a $50 million reward for information leading his country to those responsible. Here at home, more than half of the nation's governors are rejecting the president's plans to increase settlement of Syrian refugees. New Jersey Governor Chris Christie told The Hugh Hewitt Show... He will block Syrian refugees from entering the Garden State, given what happened in Paris. I do not trust this administration to effectively vet the people who who are proposed to be coming in in order to protect the safety and security of the American people, so I would not permit them in. Campaigning in Dallas, Hillary Rodham Clinton said refugees from Syria must be vetted thoroughly before they arrive, but she says the door needs to remain open to them. Now, you know, with this new refugee crisis, of course we have to have a lot of vigilance and we have to vet people, and I would depend upon our defense and intelligence professionals to guide us in doing that. Jeb Bush is clarifying his call for the U.S. to give preference to Christians fleeing Syria. He says that does not mean he wants to keep out all Muslims. On the campaign trail, one fewer familiar face. Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal 
has decided to drop out of the GOP presidential nomination race. This is AP Radio News. Right now at the Home Depot, get Black Friday savings on an Amana stainless steel French door refrigerator for $1,298. You save over $700. Let's extend the guest list with bright LED lighting inside and an ice and water dispenser outside. However you built cheer, build it bigger. Let's do this. Get Black Friday savings early at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Price is valid after discount. Wasp supplies last, valid through December 2nd, U.S. only. Never know how. You'll do anything to keep your phone alive, like fashioning an adapter from a hairpin and some used gum. Or get the Blue Fuel Portable Power Bank at Napa for only $18.99. Two full battery charges for your phone for one low price. For $18.99, the Portable Power Bank will keep your phone fully charged. No hairpins or chewing gum required. Conquer the job with Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Offer expires 12 31 Well, it is halftime, and that means it's time for your halftime score update. Cameras on, please. Thank you. And in the NHL, Penguins up on the wild, 4-3, to and 909 to go in the third period there. Predators up 3-1 on the Ducks at the end of the second period. Sharks beat the Bruins 5-4, to and the Stars beat the Sabres 3-1. to in CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, Mexico beat Honduras in full-time 2-0, and Trinidad and Tobago played to a draw with the U.S. in full-time. Men's International, England beat France in a, in a friendly today, 2-0 in full-time, and uh, in the European Championship qualifying, Denmark and Sweden played to a 2-2 draw, and uh, Slovenia and Ukraine played to a 1-1 draw. Now, oh no... I just lost my... There we go. Okay. In tennis, Roger Federer beat Djokovic. And and that's probably all you care about knowing. In the NBA, the Pistons up on the Cavs, 104-99. Or they've won the game now, 104-99. Timberwolves just beat the Heat, 103-91. Pelicans down to the Nuggets, 95-87, 547 to go in the fourth. And that one, Wizards beat the Bucks, 115-86. to Nets beat the Hawks 90 to 88. Knicks beat the Hornets 102 to 94. Still waiting to tip off Raptors and Warriors in the NCAA men's basketball side of things. Wichita State is down to Tulsa with 22 seconds left. Tulsa's up 77-65 on number nine. Wichita State looking for the upset there, and uh, most well, I mean, it looks like they're definitely going to get the upset there. Tulsa over Wichita State, uh, number eleven Villanova up 51-35 over Nebraska. 13 minutes left in the second there. Maryland, number three Maryland tied 33 apiece with Georgetown at halftime right now. Number eight Oklahoma, as we told you earlier, able to pull out the win over Memphis 84-78. Memphis looking impressive in that for a team that you really didn't think was going to be that good. Number 19 UConn beat New Hampshire 85-66. Number uh, 18 Notre Dame beat Milwaukee 86-78. Number two Kentucky beat Duke 74-63 to and still waiting to get on the court is number four Kansas playing number 13 Michigan State and that is your halftime score update. We will be right back. As the holiday season gets closer, the Tipton County Board of Education would like to remind everyone that shopping local helps your child's school. Not only do local businesses benefit, but keeping the money in the county goes toward helping our schools and community. So as the weather gets colder, 
Think about buying some of your holiday gifts at our great local retailers. And for news, important dates, and other announcements, including weather delays, be sure to check the board's website, www.tipton-county.com. Tipton County Schools, a great place to learn, a great place to grow. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. And welcome back. Hour number two, WKBL Sports with Dynamite, Chad Gatlin, and Adam Craig. We want to hear from you guys here on the show. Phone lines are open the entire second hour here. There are ways you can get in touch with the show other than the phone. Adam is going to tell you every single way you can talk to us. Right. You can check us out on Facebook at .com at WKBL Sports <laughs> and on Twitter at WKBL Sports. Also, after the show, the podcast will be available on iHeartRadio and on our website, WKBL1250.com. And if you want to send us an email, it's sports at WKBL1250.com. And, of course, the phone number is 901-475-9355. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and rate the podcast there. Uh, All previous shows are available there as well. And uh, WKBL1250.com, of course. But uh, there is a new Google has finally decided that it might be a good idea to have a native podcast app uh, on their Android phones. And so there will be in the Google Play Store, uh, if it hasn't come out yet, it's coming out very soon, a podcast app. And uh, we will be on that as soon as we can get on that. So we'll be available to all you Android users that want to subscribe that way as well. But make sure you subscribe, download, and rate the podcast because that helps us as well as provide you with hours and hours of entertainment. Now, college, uh, well, first, actually, I want to say something first before we start this. Uh, in the second hour, because I want to start the show off with this, and I kind of, I was, uh, had a lot of things we had a lot of things going on we had a lot of problems happening so i was uh, trying to get everything together i did want to say something about over the weekend uh at a sporting event at a friendly uh and you heard me read the results of france and england playing in a friendly tonight there was another friendly schedule uh the other they were playing in a friendly match friday night as you know uh that was one of the sites of attack in paris uh they uh you know there were plenty of sites of attack in paris and our thoughts are with all the people over there in france and uh you know Remember here in America, not only did uh, France gift us the Statue of Liberty, but quite honestly, had it uh, not been for the French, uh, and I know they get this reputation of uh, uh, you know surrender and all that from World War II, but uh, honestly, had it not been for the French uh, supporting us in the Revolutionary War, uh, we probably never would have become America. So it, I, I think sometimes that's important to remember when you're talking about one of your allies over there in France. And so uh, hearts out to all the people over there and, uh, you know, just to know that we're thinking about them and, and, and all the Americans that were in Paris at the same time. And uh, and then, of course, they had another soccer game today in Germany that they canceled because of a bomb, uh, a threat, bomb threat, yeah. threat and that they felt like was credible. So, uh it, there was, and then there was a some, there was another credible threat somewhere. I, I want to say on an airplane or something, but I do remember there was yeah, there was a guy at oh, somewhere in London. I, I read about that earlier too, but I, I don't yeah. think I think that just turned out to be an irate passenger. I don't think oh, okay. it was a terrorist related, but somebody so, just being but stupid. It, uh, nonetheless, the uh, the one in Paris uh, has. I mean the uh, the game in Germany rather was canceled because of a credible what they felt to be a, a very credible bomb threat to a soccer match 
in uh in germany there so uh and so it's just a tumultuous time right now for the world but uh keep your keep your prayers with the people in france now dealing with a lot of loss and to you know this is uh uh, this is not their first go around with something horrible happening, but it's probably the worst uh, as far as scale. And, uh, you know, so just remember what we felt like on 9-11, and that's what they're feeling like right now over there. So uh, it, it's a, a sad thing, and I just wanted to, you know, express my uh, condolences and and uh, prayers for the people over there in France. Now, college football playoff rankings just came out. Because who knows? I don't know why they kept them till so late. Eight thirty, yeah. they came out, or well, they, the eight thirty is when they started getting announced. We just yeah. got them in here. Uh, so anyway, Clemson stays at the top. Alabama scoots into the number two position now at nine and one. Uh, Ohio State down to three. Uh, Notre Dame still at four with uh, nine and one because it was the other way around, right? Two and three. Like it makes much of a difference. Two and three play each other, so it really doesn't matter. If Alabama's two and Ohio State's three, or the well, other I think now. they're just showing where they think because there's yeah. there's some possibilities Ohio State could lose between now and then, and Clemson could lose. You know, they just want to show, and it's more of the drama. Oh, it's well, the rematch. You know, Alabama Ohio State. You know, so here's I'm an sure interesting thing. Um, a lot of people thought Ohio uh, Oklahoma State may even sneak in to the top four, Only but most people thought if they didn't get into the top four and drop uh, uh, Notre Dame out. That they would uh, that they would be sitting at five, just kind of waiting in the wings. Iowa made it to number five, and Oklahoma State at number six. Iowa State at number five, and, and, and I, most people I think thought that's with kind that of a win, slap in the face, yeah, because Iowa is not. Playing most of people good. thought with the win Oklahoma State got over the weekend that they would move up, and, and they should. They moved up two spots, but they didn't move up past but Iowa. I think that's part of the them letting the Big Twelve know. For the hey, Big you don't have a title game. We're going to punish uh, you. Yeah. They say they don't, it but abs- that's what that it is. It absolutely seems yeah. that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it. they can say that's not – they don't do that, but it certainly seems that way. Mm-hmm. The only question you would ask if you were Oklahoma State was, okay, well, Notre Dame doesn't play a championship game either, and they've well, got yeah. a loss. Yeah, and I think the only reason they're up there is because of the close loss to Clemson. I still don't think they deserve to be up there. I don't, I don't care if they win out. 11-1, well, they got one, tough- you don't play in a conference – your schedule yeah. really isn't as great as it. It started off good, but their schedule right now, if you look back, Clemson's it because USC wasn't that great. Stanford, if they beat Stanford, Stanford's going to plummet because they just they looked awful. They let Oregon beat them, and Oregon normally that wouldn't be a bad loss, but that's a bad loss this year. Yeah. And they haven't really played. I mean, Pittsburgh and I mean, and yeah, they beat Navy. Which Navy, if Navy loses to Houston, that drops Navy out, and we we, we don't want to. Dog Navy because of they beat Memphis the way yeah. they did, but at the same time Navy hasn't been getting a lot of respect in the. It took them until they beat Memphis to even get moved into the top twenty five. Yeah, but now so, they're starting to move up there. Uh, yeah. Now uh, in the top, rounding out the top ten, Oklahoma right behind Oklahoma State, and they've got a matchup coming up in the future that will settle that. And uh, Florida sitting at number eight, they move up three spots. Michigan State moves up four spots to number nine. Baylor drops four spots. Uh, after their loss, and then Stanford drops four spots after their loss. Stanford will play Notre Dame, by the way. Uh, Not this week, but next week, I think. Uh, And uh, Michigan at 12, Utah at 13, Florida State at 14, LSU drops to 15 from 9 last week. Navy bumps all the way up to number 16, four spots up for Navy. Uh, North Carolina up six spots. They move into the number 17 spot. TCU drops to 18. Houston moves up five spots to the 19th spot. Northwestern 
is at 20 now. And the interesting thing is, where do you think Memphis dropped uh, after the after their second loss in a row, losing to Houston? How far do you think Memphis well, dropped? Yeah, if you follow the AP, you'd believe that they've been knocked completely out of the top 25, which they were. AP, and the truth, AP, AP and but, the coaches poll, they fell completely poll. out. Yeah, but College football playoff top 25, they didn't move an inch. Nope. Still 21st. So there's still somebody, 21. The college football playoff committee apparently believes that Memphis is still... Ole Miss back in at 22, and that may have something to do with uh, Memphis being one spot ahead of them. still ahead of them, yeah. I think, I think that's... Uh, well, that and the fact that Memphis or Ole Miss has lost three, and yeah. the fact that the Houston loss wasn't that bad of a loss. I mean, it was a last thing. Outside of a field goal miss, it doesn't mean yeah. Houston's better, a better team. Well, I said back in, but they were 22 last week also. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Memphis, Ole Miss, Oregon, USC, Wisconsin, the, the bottom... You just uh, the same as it was. Uh, so it's, it, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, of course, a lot of teams going down, a lot of mayhem happening over the weekend as well. So uh, that leads to part of it. But you never would have convinced me before this came out that Memphis would have been in the rankings, let alone stayed at 21. Oh, after that, yeah, I figured for sure. I knew the AP would drop them out, but it looks like even more now. You know, I thought, wow. But then after seeing the, the committee, the, what they came with, I thought, okay, wow, this is. That's you know. something. I mean, and that's respect, and and that just that makes you feel good that uh, the Memphis team, because I, I, let's let's be honest, well, if, if Memphis had, it had been thought of as a fluke years yeah. ago, and and after they lose two in a row, everybody would have went, see, I told you. And uh, so the the fact that they're retaining that spot shows you how far yeah. the program's they've got national respect, and it still could turn out very well for them because we were talking about that on the break. It's yeah. you got uh, they beat Temple handily or enough you know then you turn around of course that's you should be you be well say houston loses the navy and then somehow navy loses the temple and the title you know all kind of stuff can happen now memphis is probably you know they're still a two loss but they're they're you know the other two teams drop out of the rankings they'll be the highest ranked american even though they won't be the american champion we they can't do that now we know they're mathematically out but uh it still could give them a very good bowl game. At a, they'd be a ten and two Memphis team with a probably a higher ranking in the college play based on what they're showing us. Is that they 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 think they're the best team in the American, probably more than likely, and that they feel like the Houston game was more of a fluke than anything. And uh, that could, it could work out for them because then you go, you might go to a big bowl game against say we were talking about an SEC team, so like Georgia, you beat them handily or even a pretty good ga- game. You go eleven and two, and you beat two top SEC teams. I mean, Georgia's been—you know—they're they, not—they're not shabby, I and mean, they're not horrible. Right. And that gives you major respect. Big Twelve gets shut out. Next thing, you no, know, you've opened the door. Big Twelve goes, "Hey, these guys are competitive. You know, if you can compete with the SEC, and yeah, somebody say, don't necessarily agree, but if you can, you can beat two big uh, SEC teams that are decent. Not—you know—you ain't like you beat Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Right. I mean, right you right. turn around, you beat Ole Miss, and you beat Georgia, which is probably the second best team in the East. You're doing something. You know, I mean, it's and Ole Miss might end up being the second or third best team in the West. So, I mean, overall, you you still could have a pretty good season. It's not doom and gloom. You lose to Houston, that wasn't a bad loss. You you lost in the last second, so losing to Temple would be a bad loss. The Navy loss, yeah, that was a bad loss. But you know, if Navy wins out, you still look good. Say, hey, the only team we lost to was, or well, not lost who we lost bad to was a team that's going to be up in the maybe a possible New Year Six Bowl or close. So, I mean, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Memphis football when we get back on the other side. I got some audio from uh, Justin Fuente. Be right back on WKBL Sports.
This is Mickey Thornton from Thornton's Furniture. It's harvest time in the fall, and we are celebrating with a harvest sale where our prices are falling like leaves. Come help celebrate and reap a bountiful harvest of savings at both locations on Highway 51 in Covington and Ripley. We have many specials throughout both stores, including Serta and Restonic Bedding. Queen Bedroom Groups, only $5.98. Living Room Groups, $7.98. Kid Recliners, $98. Home accessories and gift items all on sale. We have a large selection of lift recliners in stock. Reclining camo sofas, solid wood cabinets, and all firearms are 20% off. Coffee and two-end table set, only $98. See our ad in the shopper, Lauderdale Voice, or The Leader, or come in and see the many, many other specials throughout both stores to make your harvest of savings more bountiful. Specials are limited to in-stock only, so hurry in during this fall harvest sale for a limited time only. 90 days, same as cash, and no credit check financing available. Lay away now for Christmas. That's Thornton's Furniture in Covington and Ripley. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. That flash flood watch remains in effect through noon tomorrow. Showers and thunderstorms tonight. Some storms could be strong to severe, producing rainfall amounts of 2 to possibly 4 inches. Some wind gusts exceeding 30 miles per hour. The low tonight, 54. Tomorrow, a cloudy start. Then we'll pick up some sunshine. Wednesday's high, 64. Thursday, sunny and cooler with a high of 62. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. WKBL Community Calendar. The town of Mason is having a Christmas parade on December 5th. Come on out and be a part of the fun and activities and get your picture taken with Santa. Hats and gloves will be available for the children K-12. through Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on 1250 AM, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. We're back. More WKBL Sports. We've been talking Memphis football quite a bit. Of course, a big heartbreaking loss for Memphis football over the weekend to Houston it was really tough to watch, and honestly, it's a hard loss. To, it was a hard loss to take, and you felt like just, like, oh, gosh, you know, and then you just hope it doesn't affect the fan base and all of that. And But you think about it overall, and, and it's what I kept trying to do during the – it's hard to right after it happens, and you lose that way, you give up a 20-point lead. But, uh, you know, hey, 8-2, and two, and if they finish out at 10-2 and two, or even at 9-3, and three, I mean, that's – it's still a good year. Oh, yeah. If they can just get 10 wins like last year, I think it's a success. You didn't right. go forward, but you beat Ole Miss. That's moving all their forward from are, last year. All their losses are to ranked opponents. Yeah. They've been ranked for multiple weeks throughout the year. And see, the thing about that is uh, up well, until – broke history. You yeah, that up until streak. this year, there's only one week in a row they'd ever been ranked. Yeah. The uh the, the longest they had ever held a ranking was last year when they finished at twenty five and they were able to hold it until the yeah, end of the season. And everybody season. was like, Oh, and then they got 25. dropped out of the next uh, they got yeah. dropped out of the next poll. So they've never been ranked two polls in a row until this year. And uh so you know, look, overall a good year, still a great year. Uh, uh, and I hear people, of course, it's easy in the moment to get really mad, and they'll say, "Well, that was coaching right there." And so, look, I mean, I'm not. I think Fuente's proven enough to me that every now and then I look at something, and I say, "Man, why did you do that?" But at the same time, I'm not going to question what kind of coach. Well, that and look at what he's got to work with. He's doing this with below yeah, yeah, subpar yeah, yeah. talent. Not not a knock on any of the players. I mean, the players are great, but compared well, to no, other I programs... Well, I actually think he's done a good job bringing in good talent, though. He's, well, he has, but I'm just saying overall, though, if you look at what he's having to work with on on defense, there's a, you know, kind of one of... I was like, what in the world? The, oh, uh, the defense, uh, 
uh, you know, it, uh, you, well, you lose your coordinator, you lose a lot of guys, you lose some to the NFL. I mean, naturally, for for most schools, that's bad, but for Memphis, yeah. that's really bad. And for them to be doing as well as they did enough to beat Ole Miss says something. But you're working with two and three star talent, whereas you got other teams out here get four and five stars, and these guys are overachieving and they're being coached up. You can tell Fuente they are getting them prepared and moving each week. They've gotten better. You know, things. I mean, they didn't look that way this last weekend when they gave up the lead, but still. Overall, you, you look at the group of players they're working with, and Fuente's done a very good job. Yeah, oh, with yeah. Them. you know, I'm sure he'd like it be better, but it comes with time. Yeah, you, know, you have a few good years like this. Everybody says, okay, they're legit. You know, you keep Fuente around. Yeah, you might have a recruiting class that's in the top well, 25 in one day. You know, I got a chance to talk to Justin Fuente yesterday about the loss and a couple other things, and here's that conversation. Nobody likes it, and that's a good thing. Right, and everybody handles it their own way. Um, but I am, I, I am glad that there's enough pride in the program that people are disappointed when we don't pull those things off because we have, you know, like we do have a reason to believe that we were gonna because we absolutely have. We've played one game that wasn't, cl- or two games that really weren't close. That's it, you know, and you know if we play well. The game's going to be close. We're just not good enough to out, to just overpower hardly anyone, particularly a team that's where they 9 and 0. So, in order for us to, to have a chance to win, we're going to have to do a whole lot of things really well. And we did. We just, we're just a little short. How much did it change what you guys were looking at on defense? And the, the success of the defense obviously went down when Ward went out. Well, what's really crazy is they didn't do that much different. Um, I thought they did a great job varying their tempo, uh, making us undress some things, uh, and yet still snapping it enough quickly that we had to get lined up. Um, And that kid came in and played really well, giving credit. But they they ran their stuff. And for whatever reason, it wasn't working when uh, Ward was in there. when the other team came in, they, they had more success. Coach Justin Fuente on the game against Houston. And, of course, they take on Temple at 11 a.m. this Saturday at at Philadelphia in the uh, – on at the <clears> – <throat> Let me try that one again. Of course, they take on Temple this Saturday at the link in Philadelphia is what I was trying to say. So, uh, they, uh, of course, uh, Coach Fuente also said he considers Matt Rule a, a close friend of his, the coach at Temple. And uh, he also said about the, the going back to the Jake Elliott thing, he said, there, you know, don't be down on Jake Elliott. He said, there's no other kicker I'd rather have in that situation than Jake Elliott. No other kicker in the country. And I think that's absolutely true. I actually tweeted out before they got the ball back when there was a minute and a half or so left, and I said, uh, I said, I feel pretty good about this because you've got Paxton Lynch and Jake Elliott. I feel like Paxton Lynch can get close enough for Jake Elliott. And in the end, they missed it by a couple yards. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, and I mean, I was watching when I was watching. Yeah, I, th- I felt bad for the guy because I thought I know how people can be irrational and stupid about it. It's like, no. whereas like situation with Alabama's kicker, doofus missed it. Now, he made one that helped him, but at the same time, I expect that crap out of him. But this, but Elliot's kind of like, well, but you still know that he's better than that. And you're not going to get them all. It's just not going to happen. But he doesn't deserve, like, I, I agree with Fuente, though. He doesn't deserve the blank. You know, it's like they should have never been there. But he'll he'll do big things. He'll be, he'll be the next Giskowski, right. you know. He'll be the guy in the NFL. He, you know. Oh, he'll definitely, yeah. He'll definitely represent Memphis well. 
So I believe not, so. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, of course, uh, he he also talked about like how Elliot would handle this, and he said Elliot's a really mentally tough guy. He doesn't think that this will bother him going forward, uh, and that uh, you know somebody asked about his camaraderie with the other uh, teammates and everything after that happened because you know typically everybody always talks about kickers and they always say kickers are head cases and they're always stand over there by their sales and nobody nobody on the team usually wants to talk to the kicker during the game because they don't want to be blamed for jinxing him right yeah, oh yeah. and uh so uh but he's uh fuente explained that uh elliot's a lot different in that respect because elliot actually went during practice and stuff he practices with the wide receivers and things and and works out with the team and and he doesn't stay off by himself and he's a, a good athlete so he works at other positions to help make the other players better too so it's a different kind of situation with jake elliott yeah uh, which is something i didn't know until this week i didn't know that jake elliott went out there and caught balls and things with the receivers uh and, and worked out with them or that he was even a good enough athlete as, as far as you know a, a total athlete i knew he was a good athlete because he played tennis and uh you know before he played football he was a uh pretty good tennis player so uh you know I, I knew he was an athlete i just didn't know that he had developed football skills in other areas well, and that's always interesting. I mean, actually, the kickers always do different things. Well, like I said, the game is at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Uh, that is uh, the Temple at Temple. Now, uh, as far as Temple goes, they got a quarterback. He's got a pretty big arm, and he's they got a couple of wide receivers that are pretty good. They are, and they got a lot of seniors on defense. Those are a couple of the things that Fuente pointed out in the press conference yesterday. That uh, you know they they have a lot of seniors on defense, so it's not going to be just an easy task. And you saw with uh, the way they played Notre Dame, what happened against South Florida? I have no idea. Honestly, yeah. I have no idea what happened yeah, against South Florida. I didn't see Florida. any game. I saw the score. I thought what? Because I didn't, you know, I wasn't even paying attention to that game. It was like yeah, that should be an easy game for them, but. I must have had a ball to break down. Something went wrong really bad. If you were wondering why Anthony Miller, who was, uh, you know, one of the uh, looked at players and keys to the game and all that uh, before the game and then he didn't play, uh, it's because during stretching, not even he was good to go. And then during stretching, he uh, twisted his ankle and uh, wasn't able to go. He is good this week. Miller will play this week. Henderson will play this week as well. Uh, and uh, Memphis has tried to start running the ball more lately, so you probably will see a good dose of uh, Dorseyus Henderson, and they'll try to run the ball because uh, they they feel like that having a balanced offense is their best chance at winning the game. So they've tried to focus more on running the ball uh, as of late. Although uh, you know maybe they should throw in a little more against Houston. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah. At least when Houston started catching up, maybe they should have struck a little faster <laughs> yeah. with scoring back. But, uh, you know, it, it, just things happen. Turnovers against Houston. I mean, you know, Paxton Lynch hardly ever throws interception. He throws an interception, which uh, in this case, it was just kind of a good play by the DB, and it was a right place, right time. But it, Paxton Lynch, to me, he always makes me nervous, and he's just very good at it. He's very accurate. He, he makes me nervous, though, because he th- tries to thread the smallest needles, and he usually does it. Yeah. But I mean, he sneaks that ball in there, buddy, and uh, it, it you know so for Tony to be picked off three times all year is still not too bad. Yeah, no, he still got the best, I'm sure, touchdown to interception ratio. Oh, I'm sure than anybody yeah. else. So can't blame him. I mean, he's going to happen. I mean, and some of the you know passes the way they go. He, I think, his other two were actually pretty bad. As far as they weren't his fault, a lot yeah. of them were bounced off other players. They should have caught it. So. Now, another interesting thing is that USF, all right, Temple was pretty much a lock to win the East, right? And they they would have 
uh, won the American East with a win over South Florida. But because they lost to South Florida, if Temple now loses to Memphis this week, South Florida takes the lead in the East because of having a tiebreaker over Temple. And And, uh, so Temple could not even be in the championship game because of the one loss to South Florida. So Memphis isn't the only one catching a bad beat here. You know, uh, now, like I said, what in the world happened when they played uh, Temple play in South Florida? I have no idea. They must have really wanted that game or something. I don't know. I have no idea what could have happened to them. I, I mean, that was a lot of people give South Florida credit, and maybe they deserve it. I didn't see the game. I just saw the scores popping up. But uh, my goodness, I mean, how do you? I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, how do you lose that bad, I guess is what I'm asking. But a lot of people are probably asking that about Navy and Memphis. So <laughs> yeah. I, I should probably just leave them alone. Well, Navy that. and Memphis, that makes it. I mean, just the triple option and all the crazy, you know. Yeah. That I could see that. I, I was hoping that but that was a bad law. That just hurt them all the way around. Because that, you know, that that one, I don't think even had they only still had they beat Houston, I think it was going to be probably insurmountable because of the nature of the league and all that. But. We'll see. They still got a chance, you know. I think, like I said, I think, you know, an 11 win, 10 win season and a bowl win was, is a still yeah, a good year. You're still 21 yeah. in the rankings. So, uh, you know. Yeah. You're still respectable. So people still know who you are. You know, you're going to get, you just got to go into bowl. You just can't do like Ole Miss and them did last year and some of these yeah. other schools and go into bowl games and get absolutely and get killed, just, yeah. killed and destroyed. That would be right. a bad end of the season. They definitely don't want that. I, right now, they should win the next two games and, and win that bowl game. And I think that'll be a, considered a success that's one game better than last year you beat Ole Miss you know the Houston game was a you know you just barely lost really truly only lost one game yeah not bad you know can't you know can't be upset about that especially considering where you came from you know from the garbage before Fuente got there, I mean it's yeah. Oh that's, yeah, this is this is a whole not even close. World. It's like uh, in, in in Fuente, he said something about you know, hey, beat you know, take pride in the fact that uh, being eight and two feels bad. Yeah, like you yeah. know, I, I mean, just that the programs come far enough that being eight and two is a disappointment. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so you know, take pride in that fact that the, you've had the winningest two years in school history. Uh, they've never had a two-year stretch where they've won this many games. And uh, so it, it's – I mean, of course, they didn't play as many games before, but you get the point, right? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's quite an accomplishment, quite an achievement that they've done, and, and the program's come a long way. And, uh, you know, for those of you who uh, thought basketball was, hey, it looks like they might be getting better. So it's, uh, yeah, you know – All the way around. All man. is not lost. I mean, basketball really did – I can't emphasize enough just by – because I was able to watch most of the game. And uh, I know a lot of people weren't because they were at work or whatever – I was able to watch most of the game, and uh, it was an impressive Memphis team. Uh, they play well. They play fast. Uh, it's exciting to watch. They are very good at handling the ball, moving it around. Uh, you got Ricky Tarrant had, I think, uh, five or six assists at the end of the game. Uh, then you've got Dedrick Lawson, who was just a, a monster as a freshman in there. Uh, and so you've got a lot of good play over there. It looks like Damon Stoudemire has really uh, made the difference coming back, yeah, I, I think. Say, it, I, that's yeah. that's my opinion about it. Is I, think I think Damon that's the Stoudemire, only reason they're better. 
that and the Lawson kids seem to be legit. Yeah. You know, they're legitimate. Well, they're, yeah, definitely. Them. They're legitimate, and, and, and which was the question because you never know. You know, you never really know for sure. But uh, they were – they're legitimate. And uh, they the only deal with that is they may only be there for a year. But uh, Damon Stoudemire, I think, has made the difference in the guard play. Uh, Ricky Tarrant able to transfer from Alabama and, and, and play well. And then, of course, Tristan Burrell able to play well too. So it, it, it's uh, – you know, they, they've gotten a lot of good play out of people. And I just think that uh, regardless of position, I, I think Damon Stoudemire knows how to get uh, something out of the players. And I'm not – that's not a slam on Josh – but you just all you have to do is look at the teams. Look at the teams when Damon Stoudemire was here and the teams when Damon Stoudemire wasn't here, and oh, you yeah. can see the difference. And we I, suspected I that that would happen, know. though. It just kind of wanted. I didn't think they it. would be this good, though, honestly. And uh, yeah. but uh, they've know, shown a lot of promise early. I think that, that it we says didn't a lot. I think it says a lot for uh, Stoudemire, and, and maybe says a lot for Keelan Lawson. I because I don't know what he's added as a coach. Uh, he's mostly thought of as having a seat on the bench just because his kids are on the team. Uh, but yeah. maybe he's added a lot as a coach. I don't know. I mean, he has had success like in the AAU ranks and things as a coach. So it's not like he doesn't know how to coach. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it remains to be seen where they'll be. I mean, it, did they just get up for this one game? It really didn't look that way. I mean, they really look talented and they look like it could be a good year for Memphis. Now, will they get out of the first round of the tournament? I, I, that I, I couldn't tell you. But uh, before the year started, I would have told you they wouldn't even make the tournament. So, yeah, that's uh, true. yeah. It, you know, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but I'm telling you it's a team worth watching and uh, worth keeping your eye on the Memphis basketball team this year because it looks like they've made some vast improvements even after losing uh, what was widely considered their best player in Austin Nichols. They've made some great strides forward, it looks like, uh, without Nichols. And uh, Shaq Goodwin looks like he's engaged and playing hard again. And uh, it's just a different team, and uh, you should definitely give it a look. We will be right back. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar is brought to you by these fine merchants. Bank of Tipton, it's all about you. Brighton Lumber and the Medicine Shop. Simply brilliant. That's what folks are saying about the new Kubota Commander zero-turn mower. Starting at under $4,500, it's certainly affordable. But what makes it brilliant is all the power, quality, features, and value Kubota puts into it. Backed by a four-year, 300-hour factory warranty. Now that's a zero-turn mower everyone can get behind. Kubota Commander. Simply powerful. Simply affordable. Simply brilliant. Visit Wooten Tractor 2031 Highway 51 South, Covington. At Tipton Farmers Co-op Car Care, we pay very close attention to details. One of the things we do when we change your oil and service your vehicle is vacuum the front floorboard area and wash and clean your windshield. This is just an example of the small things we can do to make it easier for you. During a routine service, we also check all tire pressure and check all fluid levels. If there is anything that needs your attention, we inform you of that before you leave. We're here to serve you, our customer. The Co-op Car Care Center is located on Highway 51 South in Covington. Come by and see us today or give us a call at 476-4936. The staff at Bradford Family Pharmacy would like to remind you that open enrollment for Medicare Part D is going on now. Have you checked lately to see if your Medicare Part D plan is the best available for you? Don't rely on a salesman to show you the best plan. Come ask one of Bradford Family Pharmacy's knowledgeable staff. Give them a call at 475-6300 and do a free plan comparison to see if they can help you save some money. Or you can visit them at 1500 Highway 51 South in Covington. And while you're in, be sure you get your flu shot to protect yourself this winter at Bradford Family Pharmacy. And now, the number one songs of the fall of 1967. 
1250 WKBL brings you these songs, plus over 30 years of top 10 hits, and then some. This is Penny Hardaway. Y'all know I'm a hometown guy, and you should know that King Cotton is our hometown brand. We were both born here. Of course, King Cotton is a little older than me. For 75 years, the folks at King Cotton have been making the best smoked sausage, bacon, hot dogs, and bologna anywhere around. I was raised on it. I love the den, and it's still on my table today. It's still rightly seasoned, and that's why King Cotton is still my number one pick. Here's your forecast from News Channel 3. That flash flood watch remains in effect through noon tomorrow. Showers and thunderstorms tonight. Some storms could be strong to severe, producing rainfall amounts of 2 to possibly 4 inches. Some wind gusts exceeding 30 miles per hour. The low tonight, 54. Tomorrow, a cloudy start. Then we'll pick up some sunshine. Wednesday's high, 64. Thursday, sunny and cooler with a high of 62. I'm Tim Simpson from News Channel 3's On Your Side Weather Center. That's what fell off of the soundboard there. The welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. To Adam and how does it go? Welcome back to Adam and Chad on WKBL Sports on twelve fifty AM. Was it Spreaker.com and iHeartRadio? I think that's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. you got it. All right. Well, we are back. It's the final segment, which means uh, it's time for us to make our college football pick'em picks. Right. Neither one of us won last week. Uh, I actually can't remember who won. Now I had it right on the tip of my tongue, and I think Paul. Paul was it? Paul, Paul won, won or no? Jeremy, maybe Jeremy, Jeremy won. won last week. All right. I, or uh, I don't know, honestly, Jason. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but uh, well, somebody won last week, and it wasn't me. That's but, uh, and I know I'm a little behind on sending the stuff out to the prize winners. I'm ha- like. I'm just having a little uh, getting it together issue, but uh, it will. I, I'll get it. I'm gonna get all that taken care of this week. I'll get it all caught up this week. So if you if you haven't gotten something yet, uh, have no fear. It is on the way. Uh, now this week we have another slate of games, and, and Memphis is on the slate of games again this week. So it's a uh, it's a uh, another one of those. We'll save that one till the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Is Alabama's not on? No, nah, they're playing week. Charleston Southern. This is yeah. cup, this is cupcake week. For How does Alabama. the SEC end up with so many non-conference cupcake games this late in the year? They schedule them that way on purpose. It, right before rivalry week, they do that on oh, purpose because like Florida plays Florida State next week. Yeah. South Carolina's got to play Clemson. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Hey, we need somebody to pound on before before rivalry because those games are always not only be that, epic. but they also realize that a loss late in the year hurts you worse exactly. than a loss early in the that's year. That's right. Yeah, they always schedule a tougher out of conference in the beginning and one cupcake somewhere. It's pretty smart, if you and then they schedule it. a last minute cupcake yeah. just to fill the schedules. Every now and then, though, they've gotten one snuck in on them. So I mean, but this year it looks like they're all. Yeah, I well, think Alabama was like a fifty-point favorite. Like literally, I saw. Run us, uh, run us down, Adam. What's the okay. first game? All right, we got Air Force at Boise State. They're playing on the Smurf turf. Uh, I they got Boise as a twelve and a half point favorite. 
only because I haven't really watched a lot of Boise or Air Force this year, I'm going to go with Boise to cover, even though I'm not very – I don't feel very good about it. Hey, I got, uh, Actually, I have the exact same idea. The, I uh, Just because they're playing on I'm the a little more turf, certain I feel to, like maybe they might I'm a little more advantage. certain about it than you are, but uh, I do think Boise will cover the 12-and-a-half against Air Force. I, I think Boise's just a better team, and uh, and they're at home. They'll cover the 12-and-a-half. I think they win by, yeah. you know, 14 to 21 points. All right. That's yeah. That's what I figured. Fourteen probably do it. They'll, they'll just barely get it. Um, then Skip we got over that one. Yeah, Michigan at Penn State. Michigan's a four point favorite. I think. I think Penn State will make it interesting, but I, I think Michigan wins this one by at know. least a touchdown. I, I honestly, they're playing in Happy yeah. Valley. But I think Michigan wins by at least two scores. Think so? I, at this point, Michigan has well, done nothing but get better, and Penn only, State's done nothing but get worse. Well, that's true. The only reason I think they keep it is because they're in Happy Valley. That's it. it you know. Well, I mean, you know, and it could be a thing. And I, I guess I'm being a little hard on Penn State. They haven't just gotten worse and worse. But uh, Penn State, I just don't think, has enough to to, come, to go up against Michigan. And Michigan will eventually wear them down. And, and in the, it will be close for three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, you won't see uh, you won't see Penn State able to hang on. Michigan will be yeah, about two man. scores. Yeah. yeah, it could get ugly. I think it, that could game that game could go really ugly. But yeah. We'll see. They've let me down so far. So uh, then we got Michigan State at Ohio State. They're fighting in the horseshoe. Ohio State by thirteen and a half. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I, I, I think Michigan State might even win this game, but I, I think Ohio State slips out of there with a field goal touchdown win at the at best. Unless Michigan State yeah. just shows up like they did. Who was it they got destroyed by? I can't remember. The one loss they have was an was an ugly loss. Michigan. Michigan State. Oh no, they beat Michigan. That's right in the end. Yeah, they, they but it was Michigan to, State. Uh, yeah, they, that was the miracle kick block thing with Michigan when they beat Michigan. But now Michigan State lost to somebody. They Stanford. Should not, I think it was Stanford, and they got beat. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it was like a twenty-one point loss or yeah. something. But yeah, I think I think Michigan State may win this game, but I figure Ohio State's not covering the spread. Not fourteen. Well, I, uh, I I think uh, we're once again we are completely uh, in agreement here and. Uh, Ohio State favored by 13, and I just don't think so. I'm not saying Michigan State will win, but I think it's possible for Michigan State to win, and I do think I just think there's no way they get beat by 13. And so uh, Michigan State and the points in this one, definitely. All right, yeah, I think their defense is just too tough. Um, then we got uh, LSU at Ole Miss up in the Grove. They got Ole Miss by four. Oh, you four. skip one, or I have one you don't have. Uh, no, you skip you... Louisville at Pitt? No, I don't have – or Louisville and Pitt's on down. It's oh. like my ninth or tenth game. Oh, okay. Well, just keep I wonder going. if it switched them up or something. Maybe so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got uh, yeah, LSU and Ole Miss. You almost made me as mad as they made uh, when uh, Houston and Memphis, they skipped them on the game day picks, and then Jeff Dunham called them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was funny, yeah. yeah. They, they, he was actually pretty funny on there. I kept thinking, how are they going to cover yeah. all these games? But the things he was saying were pretty funny. Yeah, they should have just went over. They, <laughs> yeah. they don't mind going over yeah. them. I think uh, this is the game kickoff yeah. they had to the uh uh okay so we're at lsu, LSU and all miss all miss yeah. favored by four go four. ahead i part of me i feel like since in the grove all miss should be able, but all miss has been playing really crappy at the end of the year like they did last year and i feel like lsu's just itching to get they're hurt they're wounded i think lsu goes in there and either pulls off a three-point victory or all miss all miss barely went like I think Ole Miss wins by barely, or LSU wins. I'm kind of. I didn't, I didn't actually mean to hit that as soon as I did. Um, I, yeah, truthfully, I've got Ole Miss picked in this one to cover the four points. 
I am really not comfortable about it, though. I can be honest with you. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close game, and uh, I just think Ole Miss needs this win so bad. But well, LSU do. does too. Yeah. LSU two straight losses. I mean, this is this is going to be one. This is going to be a good one to watch. I think. But uh, I've got Ole Miss covering, but I'm not very confident in it at all. Uh, I, this could honestly go either way. I wouldn't be confident in it if I picked LSU to win, so I, or to beat the spread. So I, I just uh, either way, I, I don't feel good about this one. I get yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm kind of same way I feel a little better about maybe LSU because of the thing but I, the way they've been playing I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Uh, then we got Northwestern at Wisconsin. They got Wisconsin's a ten point favorite. I'm only picking them to cover because it's in Wisconsin. They're playing in Madison. I'm not. I don't feel good about it, but. I, well, part of it's too. I'd want them to do well because Alabama, because of the rankings. But uh, I think Northwestern just isn't who they were in the beginning of the season. They've kind of come apart a little bit. Yeah, Wisconsin's getting better. Well, once again, we're on the same page because I, I feel the exact I feel the exact same way. Wisconsin is going to cover the eleven points against Northwestern because Northwestern just isn't the team they were. And uh, combine that with being at Wisconsin, and I can see Wisconsin winning this one by two touchdowns. So that's I pick them to cover the eleven. All right. Then we got the toss-up game, Arizona at Arizona State. Yep. They let me down. Both of these teams have messed me over every time I pick either one. So this is just a coin flip. I'm giving Arizona State the edge just because it's at home. But other than that, I I really don't. It's just I might as well throw a coin against the wall and see which side yeah. it goes. Cause I'm just going with them because they're home. That's it. I well, mean, there's no, no rhyme or reason other than that. I won't go so far, but I'll... <laughs> I'll just say that, that uh, Arizona, but I, like you said, it's a it's a pick'em, and uh, but I, I think Arizona just pulls out the win, and and I, I don't have any good reason for that. I that that's a gut feeling, and like I said, sometimes I do stupid things like go with my gut, and this is one of those where I think Arizona gets the win. Uh, so it's uh, don't don't listen to me if you put money on it, but I think Arizona gets the win in this one. All right, and then you got yeah, this is a rough week for betting. If you were betting on them, I'd stay away from it. Yeah. This is a bad parlay week. Too close yeah. of lines. Then you got UCLA at Utah. Utah's a two and a half point favorite. Once again, I'm only going with Utah because this is home. Because I feel like UCLA could win this game and probably should because Utah has been playing like absolute doo doo. So. <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm going with I'm going to go with Utah though. I, I've watched them play at home and they tend they, they tend yeah, to play such right? a way with the words. <laughs> That's the, I use those you know those big Mind words. Your business, Dennis. <laughs> I, I use those big words as big technical yeah. words. So. Uh, yeah. That way they fully understand what I'm trying to. Get I take across. Utah, and I don't. I disagree with you in the fact that Utah is going to have trouble here. I, I think Utah will run over UCLA. I, I think two and a half is a joke. I think they'll they'll beat them by ten or better. Uh, so I, I think Utah have no problem saying, covering this one. You yeah. saying Vegas has lost their mind? They, they, uh, they're not, giving, they're not giving Utah enough credit, or they're giving UCLA too much credit. One or the other. Well, they, I, yeah, that's true. They, you know, maybe and, and, so. But I, I, I think Utah handles this game easily, easily. All right, and then you got USC at Oregon. This one's kind of surprising. Oregon's a four and a half point favorite. I think both of these teams suck right now, but I think they both shouldn't even be ranked. But then again. Oregon, just because they beat Stanford, I said, yeah, they're probably on the upswing, blah, 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 whatever. And they're playing in Eugene. I just don't feel like – I feel like if Oregon wins this game, they win it by a field goal. Kind of like they did with Stan, you know, Stanford. They just It's a close – same type of game. Oregon still wins, but not by four and a half. They don't win by a touchdown. They fall short and end up kicking the field goal and winning it. Or, it well, however the score think. works out, they end up winning by three. 
Oregon will cover the four and a half, I think. They need the win really bad. You want to know something interesting, though, about USC that I saw earlier? USC uh, is the only team, I believe this is right, the only team in their division that is not ranked or, or maybe... No, they're ranked. Okay, well, anyway, there's like two or three teams in there. USC is ranked. Yeah, they moved back into the rankings this week. Oh, okay, they yeah. they jump back up into the rankings. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're ranked uh, 22. Regardless, the other teams are ranked above. There's like two other teams ranked above them in their division, right? Two or three. Uh, ranked above them. Now, I, well, I don't know where well, they're ahead field. of them, but they're not ranked. Okay. That's what's great. Well, they they're, might be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. USC they're is ranked. ahead of all these teams. They're at the lead of their division right now. And uh, yeah. so it's that's what's crazy about it is for them to be behind in the national polling, but uh, ahead in the division. Yeah, uh, so. and, and that that was the point of what I was saying. I don't remember the exact numbers, but that, that that's what I was saying is that uh, they are they're ahead in their division. They're sitting at the top of their division right now, yeah, so, uh, but they're behind in the rankings uh, to two different uh, teams <laughs> that, that are there above in there. Uh, but I, I think that some that'll change because I think Oregon wins this game and covers the yeah. uh, four and a half. Okay, and then you got uh, Louisville at Pittsburgh, the game you were talking about earlier. Um, like Pittsburgh's a two hundred two point favorite. I, I see. I got them at two and a half. Is it two and a half? Okay, you probably printed off it. You know, change. I bet this one's the most current because I'm just. I'm I wonder if whenever you make your pick, that's when you lock it in. I you lock it so. in. That. I yeah. bet it is. Yeah, because this one. Uh, yeah, right now it's showing two. Shouldn't we know that if we're running a contest? You'd think so. Well, I've noticed you can it do go that. to the rules. Go to FoxSports.com. You can look up the rules. I yourself. think it changes day to day. So if you lock them in early, you might actually get. But I, I wouldn't. I'd wait till the end because you never someone gets injured. Something happens. You know. I'd rather well, wait until the day you of. you can change your pick, though. That's true. Oh, yeah, you can until the yeah. first game starts. Well, actually, until the actual until the game, game starts. that game starts, so, you can change okay. it. So, yeah. yeah. It's, I, I just go on and make Sometimes, though, forget. early on doing picks, though, will help you because there's certain spreads yeah. that later on. You're like, oh, they're going to cover that for sure. Yeah. Or they won't. You know they won't after you've already picked. So, so but, you yeah, got you, I got Pitt just because they're at home. It's nothing more. I, I, don't, I haven't watched enough of Louisville and Pittsburgh. I have seen them play decent at times. But they've been on a skid here lately. So, I think they barely cover. I think they'll cover by three, but... Then again, they might win. I got uh, I got Louisville beating Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I got Pittsburgh beating Louisville and covering them two and a half, no problem. Yeah. I uh, you know well, I got them covered. Pitts, I just don't. Pitts know look pretty much. good. I, mean, I don't, I'm not. Th- I'm not saying they're going to kill Louisville, but uh, it's going to. I think they can cover two and a half. Cover. It's, it's they basically sh- a they should and I think, being at home, but yeah, it's yeah. basically a pick them, and I think Pitt wins. That, yeah. That's All right. the way that goes. Well, then we got uh, Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a on mine's a three and a half point yeah, favorite. That's what I, got. Uh, I think Arkansas covers. I, I think they'll win this game by mm, seven, maybe fourteen. I think so too. It might get ugly because they got a similar run. You know, they do similar yeah. to Alabama in the, as far as the offensive side. I think Dak Prescott's going to have a better game against their defense because their defense isn't great. But I think Arkansas runs on. Mississippi State's defense and ends up putting up some points. So. Arkansas has the hot hand right now. And they're in Fayetteville, too. Yeah, in so that, Fayetteville. Yeah. Arkansas is riding a hot streak right now. I'm going with Arkansas. I think they covered this three and a half. I think they beat them by a touchdown. All right. Then you got the Tennessee Vols at Missouri. Um, let's see. Tennessee's an eight and a half point favorite. Wow. Um, Can you believe that? I got them, I got them as a nine Columbia. point favorite. Oh, wow. And they're playing in Columbia. I, I, think, uh, I think Tennessee will cover. I, I don't feel great about it because Tennessee lets me down every time. I figure that fourth quarter, they might just let a Missouri come back and beat them. But because of all the garbage going on with Missouri, I hope Tennessee slaughters them. It doesn't matter so, what you think. I really hope Tennessee beats them by 21 or 28. 
I'll have, I'll, I'm not a big. I don't have a lot of love for either one of these schools. Yeah, but, well, uh, I don't. But I, I, I have a lot less love for. Uh, that tells you something. There, an Alabama the, fan. I'm defending says that's how much I do not like Missouri at this moment. The, uh, not because of Pinkle. I like Pinkle. I hate that what's happening with him is happening. I wish him the best. Yeah. But as far as Missouri, but I think school, because of no. that, I, I because of the the emotional thing and everything, I, I, yeah. I see Missouri getting the nine and, most, and and maybe even winning the game. But oh, wow. uh, well, but, yeah. I, I can go with that. I'm not like I said. I'm not comfortable with Tennessee picking up the slack here but if they yeah. can win the fourth quarter you'll be all right Tennessee. Yeah. but come on do me proud you i think just, i think missouri know, beats the spread miss, maybe even wins the man, game i think this is a conference pride thing. but I, I don't necessarily think they win the game but i think they could yeah. and i think they can beat the spread for sure so I, yeah. I, I, that's why i take missouri and I, I think i agree i think it's possible yeah. of course i'm more of a i just i feel like i want tennessee to avenge the conference here they're kind of embarrassed i'm interested to Tennessee. see what the line you got on this one was uh baylor and oklahoma state yeah it's even Oh, I got it. At, I got a Oklahoma State favored by one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it must have went to even. Uh, they're playing in Oklahoma or Stillwater. Uh, I, I this just might be just me being facetious, but I picked Baylor. I, I think I, I think somehow they pull it because Oklahoma State's come so close to losing, and I feel like Baylor's offense, even with a freshman, I think they can do it. But a lot of it's me just want Oklahoma State to lose anyway. For Memphis' sake. <laughs> uh, you know, just because you did that, Baylor's going to win. Now. I got Oklahoma State winning that game. Baylor, Baylor's. Well, first of all, Baylor's. Uh, they don't have a defense. At they, all. They've the fallen off. Oklahoma they lost State. their. They they lost their uh, quarterback. They uh, you know it, it's. Uh, Baylor's not going to do anything with them. Baylor's done for the year, and they're going to lose to Oklahoma State. I don't know about how much, but they're going to lose to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they won't be motivated to play, but it's in Stillwater. They're going to lose to Oklahoma State. All right. Then you got TCU at Oklahoma. Um, I got Oklahoma. I think they're on in TCU without Boykin, they're done. I, I got I, I got this over. one at even odds too. Uh that one, um I got oh Yeah, it yeah. don't even say even, it's just got the little line. Right, so yeah. apparently Yeah. Uh, but I've yeah, I got Oklahoma here. I, I think Boykin being kinda injured, we don't know says how well something about you because you don't yeah. like Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that too. Yeah, I normally but yeah, with Boykin being possibly out yeah, I don't think yeah. TCU. I'm with you. I don't think they kill them. I think Oklahoma I'm, just wins. I'm completely with you. I, uh, Oklahoma, I think beats TCU. I, I don't think it's a killing, but I think Oklahoma gets the win and and uh, you know continues to be a threat to Oklahoma State until they those two play each other. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then we got Cal at Stanford. Uh, Stanford's an 11 point favorite. I think I got them at 12. At 12, I, I think they cover. They're playing in. They're playing in Stanford. So. I got them. I, I got them covering too. I don't yeah. feel great about it, but you know, they because they you never know with Stanford. They, yeah, I got Stanford covering too, and and it may be wishful thinking that I think Stanford may knock off Notre Dame. It probably is wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I'm uh, hoping for that too. But you know, you know, you know it, it it's anyway. But yeah, I got Stanford in that one. And then All we right, got the, Memphis the at Temple. Yeah. Uh, this is in Philadelphia. Um, they got Memphis a one point favorite. I got Memphis as a two point favorite. I, I think Memphis. I think Memphis should win this game. I, I think. I think it might be like last week's game though. It might come down to the last kind of thing, but I think they got this game. It's a uh, man. Let me with down the performance weeks, Temple but. had at South Florida, and then the inspired performance that Memphis had at Houston. You just hope that yeah. Memphis can not get down after two losses. Like you see, the Navy loss didn't get them down, but will two losses get them down? Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be inspired by the fact that they stayed at twenty-one. I think they'll be fine, and I think I they'll think so they'll, they'll cover and they'll beat Temple. I, I, and uh, so yeah, they're and they are favored to beat Temple. And I think they will beat Temple uh, at Temple in this game. Uh, by the way, just uh, for for giggles, uh, I've got the tiebreaker game. I don't know if you picked that yet. 
Uh, but I have the Ohio the, State, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, I have the Ohio State, Michigan State score. I got Michigan State winning twenty three twenty one. I got Michigan State winning thirty four thirty. So, so <laughs> a little bit higher score, but all right. Well, that's gonna do it for us. We'll be back next week with more of your favorite sports and your favorite two people talking about sports. Adam and Chad here go. on WKBL Sports. For everybody at the fifty one Radio Studios. And WKBL 1250 AM. I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.